That's like that. Hit him in the chest with it. One time. One time again in the head. With Buddy Roll, y'all. Check it out. Could it be my baggy jeans or my gold teeth that make me different from y'all? Ain't tripping, dog, but listen, dog, I was raised with different, y'all. Doing my thing, using my ghetto slang, and I'm representing So I roll with, watch them, they gon' love this. Ooh, I don't bun, on the run, I got 10 years on parole. So you can't say it, dog, I'ma say it for y'all. Popos, huh? the COs, DA and POs, the family of the victim, witness and stitching. See, I'm so tight, tight. Be like that, so many uh-huh. And I know he got clout, look in his mouth. That so many go, so many go. Tell a nigga, hold something up with that. I've been watching you, watching him. You must wanna, must yeah, have right. my name alone. Been known to break up happy homes. Uh-huh. No disrespect, all but you ain't had no business even answering her phone. If your boy's home, then me and her kid been getting it on. Get on. And you could have been hitting the right, cause ever since the night she been hitting the phone. She wanna thug. I don't Since y'all wanna smoke this, show you how to thug it, dog. Give me a half a pill and some Zephyr here, and I'm like, dog, long as my got the best of me, and none of you ain't stressing me. I got one request, and it's and you can have the rest of this. Drop some as whack as hell, and don't make no damn sense. Take it back, talk about it, and tell your dog don't even buy that. And I don't care who he is, away from I represent thug, and you ain't gotta give me my props and nominate me, cause damn it, I love this. Category. Double M, I got G's out in California. Uh, 
Like you never wanted nothing It's feeling like rap changed It wasn't time, it was rugged Back when nothing reached It was for the weapon Nowadays, reach just to set a record Spaghetti bowling years in the polo lounge Me and my G from D.C., that's how I roll around Might look like, but we heavy though You think Drake would put some shit like that? You never know Million dollar meetings in the polo lounge Me and my man Oliver North, that's how I roll around Shorty wanna tell me secrets by the rap I, I tell that bitch it's more attractive when you hold it down Kobe bout to lose 150 M's Kobe my, my guy hate it had to be him She, she wasn't with me shooting in the gym She, she wasn't with me shooting in the gym Tell Lucy and I said fuck it I'm tearing holes in my budget Bag her like we in Publix and take that out in public Ordered it up for late, told them butterflies she'll love it She used to soda and nuggets, she really just tired thugging I'm just hitting my pinnacle, you identical You like the finish line, we can't wait to run into you But let me get my mind off that young rich mom Getting mine off rap with my, with my, with my I ride for my dog. I ride for my nigga. I slide for my dog. I ride for my space man. Tryna get at me. Dog. I ride for my nigga. Uh-huh. the coop to that ghost dog. Pigeons on the roof like ghost dog. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Friday, we made it. So I'm talking to you in my normal voice, and but in my head, I'm using my Dade County 305 what's good, what's popping voice, right? <laughs> Gotta go to 305 today for Freestyle Friday in the Friday mix. So you're gonna be hearing a little Rick Ross, Ricky Rose, Trina. I was trying to pull the city girls, but I can't do Carisha and JT. Sorry. Yeah, gotta keep it clean. So we gotta leave them in the hood. Can't take can't take them out of the hood. Mm-mm. Carisha and them gotta sit on down. Ain't got no clean versions for them city girls. So we having Trina, Trick, Uncle Luke. DJ Khaled passing through. Um Yeah. Rick Ross and yeah, that's about it. What can I say? Well, let's go ahead and get the show started. Thank you to everyone logged on and listening on QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. Thank you to all our listeners on JohnnoRadio.com. Of course, I gotta say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is TGIF. 
Thank God it's Friday. Friday, October 21. Freestyle Friday. And we're in the Friday mix. Miami style. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the go. Every Monday through Friday. 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter, Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the mean everything is MI. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. How will the race for UK's next Prime Minister unfold? Tory leadership hopefuls jostle for MP support. Indonesia seeks return of looted artifacts from Netherlands. Dozens killed in Chad after protesters demand civilian rule. In news out of North America, Oakland police discussing the possibility of using armed killer robots in emergency situations. Princeton student uh, Miss Rock, and I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name, you already know me, found dead, officials say. Texas woman helps handcuffed twins after they escape abusive home. And video shows an adult at a Mississippi daycare wearing a mask and terrifying young children. Child abuse charges have now been filed. In business and tech news, Ralph Lauren apologizes after Mexico indigenous plagiarism claim. Up for the challenge? Well, check out these unique travel experiences around the world. In sports news, Dolphins quarterback Tua says he lost consciousness when he was hit. Said, I couldn't tell what was going on. NFL quarterback Deshaun Watson can't seem to stay out of the news. Busted for speeding following trade to Cleveland Browns. Charlotte Hornet star James Booknight found passed out with gun on his lap following a night of drinking. Dolphins host Steelers in Brian Flores' return to Miami. In the Caribbean corner out of the Cayman Islands, Barber loses fight against Immigration Appeals Tribunal. Out of Jamaica, retired U.S. Army officer charged with love triangle murder in Buff Bay. Update, three held read on camera murder of Chinese businessman in Hannibal. Unprecedented how the judge arrived at Roshane Barnett's sentence. Gotta talk about that one. And which Jamaican are you? <laughs> In Believe It or Not stories, a Massachusetts woman tried to stop cops from evicting a resident by unleashing thousands of bees on them. The, a woman beaten and dragged from D.C. Metro bus after asking teens to stop cursing. Arizona GOP, the grand old party candidate, them Republicans, who wanted children protected caught ma- oh lord i can't even say this caught masturbating in front of a preschool in broad daylight in entertainment news mystical requesting to be released on bond hires forensic declare his name following rape charges george floyd's family could also include candace owens and others in the huge lawsuit that they are planning to file against kanye west for his irresponsible comments we're going to have the details of these stories and more coming up right after this. Here's a little more out of Miami. We're going to Miami. We're doing it. Um, 305 Dade County. 
you know, that part of the city. <laughs> Here's Ricky Rose, Dice Pineapple. Kind of sure you will admire my tasting before the sun graze you. I'm trying to see how deep you are. And believe me, Shardy, I ain't talking about no intimate conversation. I want to see if I can make you reach things unobtainable when I peek into your nature. And I promise you my goals will exceed any physical pleasure. I want to give you what's better than better. The better my effort, the wetter her treasure. The more these mere moments seem like heavens or temporary forevers. Try to get it together. <laughs> Dice pineapple. May your love come down so my mind might have you. You design my imagination. Let me redefine four plays till you need five. And tell me, Shawty, you got it, baby. If it's not it, baby, hope it's progress, baby. Let it all drip, baby. So you stop that shaking. I'm gonna talk him, baby. I'm gonna talk him, baby. Huh. Shorty so fine, so, so fresh. Dice pineapples that my baby taste the best. I nearly lost my mind. Guess it was a test. Swept off her feet and went and bought her the Lex. Paid it off cash, so I never wrote a check. Leave my cars at her crib, I'm just stunting on the X. Excellent, and I know it sound a mess. I love to make her toes curl as I'm licking on her flesh. Huh. Sex all night, couple shots of Ciroc. Crib on the water, got LeBron up the block. Money ain't a thing, baby, welcome to the mob. Dice pineapples, talking diamonds by the jaw. So bad, got me wishing I could sing a uniform. Isabel Marant, when you on a team. Double MG, the mother fell off. Baby girl, I just wanna see you well off. Call me crazy, crazy, at least you call me. Feels better when you let it out, don't it, girl? No, it's easy to get caught up in the moment when you say it cause you mad, then you take it all back. Then we, then we all night till things get it right. Then we, then we all night till things get right. Shouty so fine. So fresh, dice pineapples. I just bought my girl a set. I know my lifestyle. Wow, I do it for the set. She know how to make me smile, and she do it with the sex. Pop bottles, make love, thug passion. Red bottoms, Montclair, high fashion. Belt buckles, door handles, gold plated. Ball man, rich denim, out Vegas. French Riviera, baby girl, let's take a trip. I'm a trip, go to Cannes, France to catch a flick. Baby, listen, this position is a blessing, and with your permission, hopefully you learn a lesson. Huh. I'm so fly that I shouldn't even walk. She's so fine, she ain't even got tout. Dice pineapples, talking diamonds by the jaw. She never wrote a song, but I know that she's a star. And I gotta play this one, my favorite double M. Feels better. Maybach music song. Ricky Rose. Aston Martin Music. After this one, we're going to get into the details, and of course, we're starting off with international news. Keep it locked. Would have came back for you. I just needed time to do what I had to do. It is the Friday mix, Freestyle Friday, right here on Coffee and Toe, and we're taking it to the 305 Dade County, Miami. That's where we are. Pulling our music from today. But here when I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall. Automatic weapons on the floor, but who can you call? My down, one who live by the code. Put this music aside, get it in on the road. Lot of quiet time, pink bottles of rose, exotic red bottoms, so body glittered in gold. 
following fundamentals, I'm following in a rental I love a nasty girl who swallow what's on the menu That money triple up when you get it out of state Need a new safe cause I'm running out of space L-Ray Jetson, I'm somewhere out of space In my two-seater, she the one that I would take We Vibing to the music, oh, this is how we do it All night, reason down the freeway Just me and my baby In the drop top chicken box Mr. KFC, VVS is in the watch Living fast where it's all about that money bag Never front you, take it there, it ain't no coming back Top down right here is where she wanna be As my goals unfold right in front of me Every time we fuck our soul, take a hold of me Addicted like Boogie, that be controlling me That thing keep calling Maintain, boy, I gotta keep balling Pink bottles keep coming James Bond, Coop, Pop, Clutch, 100. Thank you to all of our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, log on to www.QMZRadio.com for good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening online on JohnnoRadio.com. Download that Jano Radio app. J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. John O Radio, take us on the go. And thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, moments with me media. And the me in everything is M-I. TGIF, we made it. It's Friday. Thank God I do not have to wake up early in the morning to get these kids to school. As tired, as tired, as tired. You just joined in Tamra Solo. <laughs> Listen, if every now and again you hear me code switch today, don't feel bad. I'm putting on my Carisha voice. Half as you know, them city girls, you know, gotta take it to the streets, take it to Miami every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my music is from today, the 305, Dade County. I tell you the real 305 is um pork and beans, overtown, Carroll City, Liberty City. Yeah, but I still call it MIA, even though I'm not there. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get started. We're starting off with international news. And first up, um, how will the race for UK's next prime minister unfold? <sighs> well, they have until the 28th, I think, to get it together. The United Kingdom is experiencing another round of leadership race following the resignation of Prime Minister Lizzie which came just weeks after the country's top job was reluctantly vacated 
by Boris Johnson. Lizzie quit on Thursday after, boy, these people are something else, 44 days in office, dominated by an economic crisis, largely caused by her tax-cutting plans that had to be scrapped part by part after a market turmoil in her party's revolt. Here are the main things to know about what comes next. So what is the process like for choosing the UK's next leader? Candidates to succeed Lizzie as the UK's Prime Minister will have until 2 p.m. on Monday to produce at least 100 nominations from their fellow Tory MPs. That means a maximum of three candidates will emerge from among the 357 Conservatives in the House of Commons. The MPs will vote to shortlist two candidates and hold another indicative vote to pick their final choice. If a single candidate is not decided on, the rank and file will then have their say in an online ballot over the course of next week. The final result will be known on October 28th. So let's talk about the likely candidates. Rishi Sunak, who had warned against the disastrous consequences of Lizzie's unfunded tax promises during the previous leadership race, has emerged as an early favorite to succeed her. And as Teflon told us yesterday, yes, in fact, this is actually true. The former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, I call him electrocuted because his hair is always all over the damn place, who officially left the top office on September 6th, is also expected to seek a dramatic comeback despite leaving Downing Street with dismal poll ratings. Johnson ally Nadine Doris told Sky News broadcaster that the party should pick him because he is a known winner who led the Conservatives to a big election victory in 2019. But some other conservative legislators said they would leave the party if Johnson, who faces an ongoing inquiry by a standards committee over whether he lied to Parliament, returned as leader. I cannot see any way forward in government at any level for somebody who is under that kind of scrutiny. And I think highly divisive. That's according to conservative legislator Roger Gale when speaking with Times Radio. And I think that there would be people indeed like myself who would find ourselves in the awful position of having to resign the conservative whip. House of Commons leader Penny Mordaunt and former Interior Minister Suella Braverman are reportedly mulling their own runs, while some, including new Finance Minister Jeremy Hunt and Defence Minister Ben Wallace, have already ruled themselves out. Brexit right-wingers and other factions need to park all those egos and work together given the gravity of the economic situation. And I agree with that one. We need to have a united and talented cabinet of grown-ups who, <laughs> grown-ups, right, who come together and get back on course. Okay, so... Ah, good morning, everyone, for just joining. Thank you so much for being here. Um, appreciate you all. <laughs> so, Boris Johnson is really serious, isn't he? Really serious about coming back. Do we think, you know what? Not even going to think. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he gets position again. I really wouldn't be. Nothing surprises me anymore. The world is topsy-turvy. Things are happening that we've never seen or heard of before. It's as though we're living in the end times. That's, that's all I'm saying. So don't be alarmed. Don't get your knickers all up in a bunch over this one if he gets back in office. But seriously speaking, um, I think that would be crazy. I'm going to think. I think they would be crazy to re-elect him. Really? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Javette. So, isn't he the one where all his cabinet people quit? <laughs> yes. It's the one, right? Yeah. Same and one. let me just and let me just say, Neil, that PTR is giving me some life this morning. Hold up! Okay. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Now you got me. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Let me let me take a look here. Okay. Oh, okay. You got a model shoot coming up, O'Neal, or something? <laughs> um, Javette brought our attention to it. I, I'm sorry. Hi, Javette. I mean, I'm driving and I can see it, so wow. <laughs> Please keep your eyes on the road, Javette. Please. <laughs> Go ahead, Javette. the side of O'Neal. Oh my, O'Neal, I can see your rosy cheeks coming through the PTR. <laughs> Javette, carry on, Javette. You bad. You bad. No, but that... <laughs> <laughs> but he is the one that everyone just quit, so that would be kind of ridiculous if they would um, elect him again. It would be. But didn't we talk about the Stockholm Syndrome a couple weeks ago? Um, so really and truly, why would we be surprised? We seem to find pleasure or comfort in the uncomfortable places and spaces in our lives. We, we tend to gravitate and relish in toxic environments. Believe it or not. Do a case study. You will see it. We spoke about right here, Javette. Go ahead, Javette. Yeah, I think I've been living that for the past couple of days myself. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're not going to live that. You're going to snap out of that. But really and truly, human behavior, right? And what's going to happen is, and just we see it here in the U.S. where the Republicans, you're looking at some of their candidates and you're like, when you hear the rap sheet or the things that they have been accused of and so on and so forth, um, you're like, huh? What on earth? And you people are really backing these people? And people support them because they have their own agenda. Of course, we understand that. So don't be surprised, Javette. Don't, have you spoken to any of your relatives in England to see how they're feeling? Well, um, no, they're kind of in mourning, so I'm just kind of leaving it alone right now. Okay, 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 gotcha. Yeah, but um, I hope he doesn't get back in. My pick of the names that have been called so far, my pick is uh, Sunak. 
I want to say him. That's his name, right? Yeah, Sanat. I, w- I want to go with him because he did talk about the whole um, tax cut, that it was unrealistic. So Rishi Sunak, that's him. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with him. I don't even live there or even have the <laughs> say, but that's of, of the candidates. I think that's the best option right now, unless somebody else steps up, unless others are recommended that are deemed more suitable. I don't know. So let's see what happens. All right. So, yeah, well, we spoke about it two-in-one. I gave us a two-for-one store because the next headline was um, hopefuls jostle for the role. Yeah. So let's see how it boils down. Indonesia seeks return of looted artifacts from Netherlands. You notice that everywhere is now rising up and saying, we want back the things you stole from us. Now the Dutch are hearing. You need to pay back what you give us back what you stole from us. So Indonesia seeks return of looted artifacts, courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Indonesia has asked the Netherlands, the country's former colonial ruler, to return eight collections of historical artifacts from its museums, including the bones of Java Man, the first known fossils of the Homo erectus species from which humans are believed to have evolved. Okay, I'm confused. But why am I being confused? You know what? I exist now. I'm not going to sit down and beat up my head if we were formed out of dust or we descended from Adam and Eve or if we evolved from animals. I'm not going to waste my time, right? Because we'll, we'll die trying to figure it out still. The artifacts which are classified as looted by Jakarta include statues from Java's ancient Hindu kingdom of Singh Asari. There's some personal items belonging to an Indonesian national hero and the bones excavated in Java in the 19th century by Dutch paleoanthropist Eugene Dubois, which became known as Java Man. Okay, bear with me one moment. My internet just went down on me, so I hope you're all hearing me. I hope you can still hear me. The joys of technology. Yes, we're hearing you. Okay, good, 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 good. So I'm just giving it a couple seconds for it to come back up. But yeah, so now we have Indonesia rising up. We've had various countries in Africa um, saying they want their artifacts back, rightly so. But as I have said before, my concern is I want to know that the artifacts being returned are the originals, not replicas, because we know that a lot of the artifacts changed hands, right? They're in people's homes as private collections, or they they may be in museums. So it is my hope, my desire, and I hope they have their um, paleoanthropologists and archaeologists and all of that to do prop, excuse me, proper examination of the artifacts that are being returned. But I also said we need a check returned. You can't just return things and not return the money you made. You know, give us the money you made off of these artifacts as well. Please do that. 
All right, so it looks like we're back up. Thank you all for your patience. Yeah, my internet is back. So as a colony in the Netherlands between 1800 and 1949, Indonesia was known as the Dutch East Indies and was an important source of wealth for the Dutch owing to the exploitation of natural resources and the trade in spices, precious metals, and minerals. Dutch news media have reported on Indonesia's request at length this week. Daily newspaper reported on Tuesday that the list of artifacts requested by Indonesia was extensive and included the completed Dubois collection housed in Naturally, which consists of some 40,000 fossils excavated in Indonesia between 1887 and 1900. All right, so get busy returning those things our next story courtesy of al jazeera dozens killed in chad after protesters demand civilian rule chad security forces have opened fire on anti-government demonstrators in the country's two largest cities killing dozens of people the chad government spokesman aziz Mohammad saleh said 30 people were dead in the capital organizers of the march however placed the toll higher at 40 on thursday at a further notice 32 protesters were killed in chad's second largest city mondu according to an official in the city's morgue the official who spoke on condition of anonymity because of the sensitivity of the matter said more than 60 people were wounded at the main hospital in the capital overwhelmed doctors tended to scores of people with gunshot wounds police earlier fired tear gas at the crowds but the demonstrators continued advancing and their numbers grew it was then that security forces opened fire leaving protesters struggling to gather the dead from the scene why is it that um no one is willing to listen to the citizens of their country or even give a rat's ass about anything until things get critical you have to be in the streets protesting there has to be havoc wreaked and confusion and chaos why does it always have to get to that point before they care to do anything about anything and and those of us who are from jamaica we're pretty familiar with that we haven't had any um unrest recently well this week they blocked some roads in saint mary um a highway in saint mary because of the poor condition of roads there but i'm i'm pretty familiar with the blocking road thing that's how you get things done but i can't understand why is it that it always has to be the end result for some resolution. People have to die. Why? Life. <sighs> okay, GQ, come through. Go on, O'Neill. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but anyway. <laughs> um, I... I... I mean, it's, it's, I think it has been just human behavior for a lifetime. The, the people with the power get very comfortable. As long as it's not at their doorstep, they don't necessarily feel the pain of the poorer classes or the people that are under strain. And um, that is why we have always had revolutions through entire civilization. Um, the people need to revolt or... You know, some sometimes 
a threat or a fear or a situation that drives them to the edge is what makes the people who are responsible take action. It's sad, but it's true. So, so. Anil, I mean, you're telling me then that history is not important because the purpose of history, one purpose of it is for you to use it as a reference, as a guide, not to make the same mistakes. Am I wrong or am I right? I mean, it's a precedent. So you can look at it to say, hey, one plus one will equal two. Right. But in a lot of instances, people get complacent and comfortable. And they also believe in their own hype. So, I mean, most leaders, that's what they start. Well, we talk about politicians who start out with promise. And then they get into power and absolute power corrupts. So the moment they start to believe in their own power and believe that they can manipulate the situation, think they have it under control, um, they think they can just throw some coin and the people get quiet. I mean, it's it's complacently, it's, 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 it's becoming so complacent and comfortable and feel that you're untouchable. Nobody... The, 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 it's it's either exalted itself becomes a base. So that's where they get to that's that self-exaltation and they feel like they're above everything. Yeah. It's human behavior. And I mean it I don't I don't see it changing. Um I mean in some societies we don't see it as prevalent as some. So like in I mean, I think we have the same issues in America. It's just that there may be a balance in between the welfare programs and, and, and how much you allow people to have some level of a voice. If there's no judicial system, no justice system, there's no swift justice. So like places like Haiti and Jamaica is fast becoming that space where vigilante justice is now um, what is justice. You know, um, well, most of the crime that we're seeing in Jamaica is vigilante crime. Okay, you kill me, reprisal. Now go to the police. There's no system. There's no courts. There's no justice. I want to again talk about that later on. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. When we get That's to Curzon Corner, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. As we talk about justice, right? Because the the case with the the young man that killed his family, right? All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, leaders need to pay attention. Do not be disconnected from the very people that put you in the position of power. Remember, you needed them. You needed them to get where you are. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we have details of stories out of North America. Here's a little bit more from the 305 Trick Daddy. Take it to the house. Get off your belly, yeah. We off the chain for the whole year. So if you look good with a big old butt, live in your own crib and make your own bucks. Hit me up, TreyPlus.com, and tell me where you from. Uh. Smoke out, choke out, we get off the chain like we just broke out. 
When I come through, all the haters get hot. Cause I got most. Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, log on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening online on JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I am Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. This is where I read the news and we share our views. It is Freestyle Friday, and in the Friday mix, we are taking it to the house. 305 MIA Dade County. Do you want to say? To the face, I'ma make you dry. Drink finna make you hot. Uh, me and the girls to the club and clown. Going back to the old school doodle brown. M I A M I baby. The beside got 'em going crazy. It's my vermintide, just right. And if the price is right, I just Later on, we have entertainment news, believe it or not, stories, Caribbean corner, business and tech news. Don't go anywhere. everyone appreciate your patience and we are back stories out of north america first up oakland police discussing the possibility of using armed killer robots in emergency situation huh anyway let's get into that one oakland police and local residents recently attended a meeting to address the possible deployment of robots armed with the shooting capacity of a shotgun Two hours into the discussion, Lieutenant Omar Dasakiros of the Oakland Police Department is said to have described how police might keep safety in mind when dealing with a percussion automated non-electric disruptor. Although special modified loads have been described in earlier published defense trades, the device is attached to a robot and designed to use commercial blank shotgun 
shells. Journalist Sam Biddle reported in September that Dasa Quiroz made the initial observation that those entrusted with working with such a device would take extra care to ensure that blank bullets were fired. The conversation turned dark when asked whether a live round could physically enter the device. This was followed by another question directly related to whether the police planned on using live rounds. Dara Quiroz replied no, but listed several circumstances in which police would benefit from this use. According to the report, this is a common practice among law enforcement agencies. Although police may use a particular device or strategy in emergencies, they also define the term emergency as they see fit. The Oakland Police Department is not adding armed remote vehicles to the department, the rep said via email. Hmm. OPD did take part in ad hoc committee discussions with the Oakland Police Commission and community members to explore all possible uses for the vehicle. However, after further discussions with the chief and the executive team, the department decided decided it no longer wanted to explore that particular option. However, Dasa Quiroz is alleged to have informed the Intercept on Monday that police are still looking into formal technology and proper terminology that would permit the availability of what Biddle refers to as killer robots for emergency use. I have concerns um, where this is concerned. Um, and the let me tell you why I'm having some concerns, especially as there was a report yesterday on WSVN um, out of Miami at a range, um, a CBP officer uh, was shot mistakenly, right? So they are... That's a Customs and Border Protection officer was shot um, at a range. They're practicing. You're supposed to practice with a gun that is using blanks, right? But the officer pulled the wrong weapon. He pulled the one with the live rounds, right? There's an investigation still underway um, following the tragedy that happened. He was airlifted to Jackson Memorial, but he succumbed to his injuries. But um, I have issues with it because if you have an intent, a malicious, a malicious intent to kill somebody, you could easily load it up with live rounds because based on the article, the question was asked, is it possible for live rounds to be inserted, right? They didn't say no. Oh, no, can only take um, blanks. Didn't say that. So if there exists the possibility for live rounds to be loaded into a robot, what's going to happen? And then it's going to be, oops. And who do we hold accountable? Can you imagine the fight that there is going to be? I would say... Fine, as long as it's blanks where you know nobody will die. Sure, but if you cannot guarantee that it can only take blanks, I say pump the brakes on that. Um, is anyone aware if this type of technology is used anywhere else in the country or anywhere else in the world? Please, 
let me know. Yeah, they were using drones in Houston. They were using drones in Houston, Chief is saying, because I know y'all can't hear him, but I'm able to hear him. Morning, Chief. So they were using drones in Houston. And how effective would you say the, that um, procedure was, Chief? Or if they're still using it, is? Well, obviously it wasn't too effective because I haven't heard that they're still using it. Okay, so it's past tense. Right. Okay, so what Chief is saying is that it d doesn't seem as though it was too effective because he hasn't heard any recent stories of drones being used still. Okay, go ahead, Chief. 2016, they were using them in uh, L.A. 2016 in L.A., okay. Sorry, I have to, I have to um, translate. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, it, it, but it was, a, it was effective because they use it for negotiation and hostage holding situations. So the use of drones were effective in L.A. because they were used um, in hostage situations. Okay. No, no. The, no? The robot. The robots were used. Oh, okay. In hostage situations. Okay. All right. Thank you, Chief. Javed, you were going to say something. Please go right ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, um, Chief, what year was that? Because since I've been in Houston, I've never heard of them using that type of technology. But what this reminds me of, and I think this is the name of the movie, they have a RoboCop. If anybody has ever seen RoboCop and how after a while they kind of switched out humans to use uh, robotic machines and stuff to police the nation. I just think our world is kind of going similar or is on a similar path to a lot of the movies that I've watched back in the day. Yeah. You know what I remember, um, Javette? I remember as a child going to Epcot Center. And they were talking about the future. And I thought it was all, you know, what you call it? Oh, my gosh. I'm blank with the word right now. I didn't think it was real. I never thought it would be. But 2022. And some of the very things that I saw as a child in the early 80s. I want to say probably about 19. Yeah, in the early 80s. Some of the things that I saw there. We have them now, not necessarily in the U.S., but we have them in Europe. Th those um, supersonic trains, they exist. The idea that you would have, well, this idea is coming from the Jetsons anyway, but self-flying cars, amphibious vehicles, which were used in the Army, but in terms of um, for general public use, accessibility. You know, as a child, you're like, oh, that's so futuristic. It's not going to be happening. It's just fairy tale, la, 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 you know. But things are happening, and that's the way of the world. That's the way we're going. So we have to learn to um, work, coexist with it, see how we can use the technology to our advancement, Right. Um, so that we're not shut out. If it means that we have to go back and get certifi certifications, listen, you can go on YouTube and learn everything right now and then go take us the test for certification, right? Um, and what you're finding too, be careful with these schools, be very careful. You have a lot of colleges that are popping up or that have been around, I want to say in the past 20 years, where you can do one-year programs, two-year programs, um, 
so that you can stay on top, stay abreast of what's going on. So we will have to be doing that. We're going to find ourselves in that position, right? Because technology is not going anywhere, not. So we have to learn how to live with it, deal with it, okay? <sighs> um, yeah, so that's that one. This one is so sad. A Princeton student, Miss Rack, I can't pronounce her last name, E-W-U-N-E-T-I-E. I'm going to say, was found dead, officials say. Uh, and this story is a um, courtesy of the Associated Press. It's so sad. A Princeton University student from Ohio who went missing near campus roughly a week ago was found dead on Thursday. Mercy County Prosecutor Angelo Onofre, and I hope I pronounced his last name right, said, Miss Rack, who was 20 years old, was found by an employee at about 1 p.m. behind tennis courts on the campus facilities grounds. There were no obvious signs of injury. Her death does not appear suspicious or criminal in nature, but an official cause of death will be determined after a medical examiner's review. Her death is an unthinkable tragedy, and our hearts go out to her family, her friends, and the many others who knew and loved her, and that's according to University Vice President Rochelle Calhoun. An extensive search was launched for her after she was reported missing. A large law enforcement presence remained on campus and in nearby areas on Thursday. She was last seen heading into her dorm at the Ivy League school in the early morning hours of October 14. But when her roommate returned to the dorm about 90 minutes later, she was not there. Family and friends say they had not heard from her. Appearing Thursday on ABC's Good Morning America, her brother, Universe, said his sister's phone last pinged sometime after 3 a.m. Friday at a housing complex that's about a 30-minute walk from her dorm, which he said was out of character for her to be in such a location. According to her LinkedIn profile, she was a junior pursuing a sociology degree with a computer application certificate. She was valedictorian at Villa Angelo St. Joseph High School in Cleveland, Ohio, before accepting a full scholarship to Princeton. Hmm. Why does this, me personally, I'm thinking, I'm hearing um, foul play. I don't know why. If she's somewhere that's out of character, if you know her very well. But then again, how well do we know the people we say we know, right? But. I'm assuming, right, if this is out of character for her and her phone pinged 3 a.m. after 3 a.m. on Friday, I'm suspecting foul play. I am. Sorry. Waiting for the results of the autopsy in that case before I make any further comments, so I'll just leave my assumptions right there for now. A Texas woman helps handcuffed twins after they ex escape abusive home. The story courtesy of KTRK out of Cypress, Texas. A twin brother and a sister were taken to the hospital after law enforcement officials say they escaped their abusive home barefoot in Cypress on Tuesday morning. Their mother, whose last name is Duncan. How do you pronounce this first name? Z? What do you say? Z or Z? 
A I K I Y A. Is it Zakaya? Zakat? How do we pronounce that first name? However, you want to pronounce it, moments. No, but I don't want to disrespect anybody because people. I'm very, I'm very particular about my name. If you spell my first name wrong, I get upset. I know it sounds petty, but um. I remember once my dad spelled my first name wrong. I was like, how could you? You don't know my name? Who is that person you're referring to? Because that ain't me. <laughs> Sorry. At this point, she doesn't warrant any respect. <sighs> gotcha. Let me call her Kaya. Okay, I'm going to shorten her name and call her Kaya. Kaya Duncan, 40, and her boyfriend, Jova, Jova, Terrell. 27 are being charged with injury to a child in Harris County. They were taken into custody on Tuesday in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, after fleeing with five of her other children and triggering an Amber Alert. They are currently awaiting transport back. The Harris County Precinct 5 Constable's Office said the 16-year-old twin boy and girl went door-to-door in the Marvida neighborhood where they lived looking for help early in the morning so hold on a second javette she fleed with five so she has seven children in all okay i was just trying to make sure i get it right um it is not known how many doors they knocked on before they ended up at the home of a woman in the next neighborhood at 5 30 a.m she spoke to abc 13 anonymously for safety purposes her doorbell camera caught the twins asking can you help us and showing her their handcuffs when they came inside they were like we are not here to hurt you she said they were shaking um with her handcuffs she was like we're looking for help we just need help we just broke out our mom had us handcuffed in the laundry room the woman, an ICU nurse, photographed the wounds on their body. Their wrists were cut from the handcuffs. She noticed scarring on their wrists. Wow. They told her about the abuse, the abuse they endured inside their home and did not hold back any details. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having a hard time reading the story because why would you abuse your children, number one, but you deliberately abuse these two and fleed with the other five is it that these two plus the other five have different fathers and you have an issue with the father of the twins so you take it out on them but you're okay with the others i don't know i'm trying to figure it out but whenever you hear stories about children being abused murdered whatever it rocks you it rocks you to your soul. In moments, yeah. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but I actually saw the pictures of the children's hands, and and they're just they basically just showed from the wrist up, and it's not fresh wounds. Oh no! It's not fresh wounds at all. So this is an ongoing issue. So I'm wondering what the state of the other children, about the state of the other children. That's, that's what I'm wondering. Did she choose just, um, 
Hold on. Hold on. I'm doing some more research. Bear with me one second. So they complained about feeling stiff from being in one position in the laundry room. Rather than calling 911, she said she called her local police department and relayed the situation. The woman said they were in their minutes and took the girl away on a stretcher. Child Protective Services in Texas said they had not been involved with the family before. Louisiana's Department of Children and Family Services, where they are from, had been and had at least one documented case of abuse from 2012, according to court records. The woman is still trying to process what happened. She's frustrated that Duncan had custody of her children and that the abuse got to this extreme. Hmm. She plans to follow this case to the end so the siblings know that there is someone who cares for them. Duncan and Terrell, yeah. Okay, go ahead. So she... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Javette. Go right ahead. So what I saw on the internet, let me tell you, the Cypress neighborhood that they found these children is an affluent neighborhood. Okay. The homes are like over 3,000 square feet. You wouldn't even imagine that something like this is going on in that neighborhood. That's if the picture that they showed on the internet was the actual home that these children were living in. Ridiculous. So, and, and I'm wondering, Cypress ISD, which is the school district, uh-huh. how they did not notice this. Or someone noticed these children. Because, let me, I mean, it's hot here. We're in sweatshirts and stuff. You know, these children have to really hide the marks that were on their body for you to not notice it. And they said that they look kind of malnourished as well. So I, I don't know. I, I have no empathy for people that do this to children. I don't I have no empathy for anything that anyone does bad to children. I don't either. I don't either. I really don't. Are you sure those kids are hers? Well, it says their mother. Yeah. We still know how far in that, you know, probably thief them from them, my baby. We don't know. Well, if that was the case, that I think an issue would have come up already, right, Alexia? And here's why I'm saying that, because um, there was one case of um, abuse, documented case of abuse in 2012 with the Louisiana Department of Children and Family Services. Now, if that was the case, wouldn't... Louisiana's Department of Children and Family Services realized that the children aren't hers. Don't you think? I'm just thinking. You would think. I've seen more th things that are like deadpan. Like you could have just looked on it and said something wrong and these people overlook it. As me say, affirming that word shit happens. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens, right? Um, we, we're going to have to get more 
details on that story. And in the meantime, a video shows an adult at a Mississippi daycare wearing a mask and terrifying young children. Child abuse charges have now been filed. Four former employees of a Mississippi daycare are facing child abuse charges after a viral video surfaced showing an adult wearing a Halloween mask and scaring the children in their care. The story courtesy of uh, uh, CNN. On Monday, the Monroe County Sheriff's Office and prosecuting attorneys met with the parents of the children involved in the incident at Little Blessings Child Care and Learning Center and informed them of the possible criminal charges the law would allow them to pursue. Uh, Sheriff Kevin Crook said, I admit it was very hard to watch those videos. It made me sick to my stomach to think of the terror those kids were enduring. In the video, the employees are seen wearing a mask similar to that of the Scream villain yelling in the kids' faces and chasing the kids around the room. The children can be heard screaming and crying in distress. According to court documents, the incidents occurred in mid-September and early October. Sierra McCandless, 21, Oceana Kilburn, 28, Jennifer Dubin, 25, Misty Cheyenne Mills, 28, are each facing three counts of felony child abuse, according to court documents. A fifth woman, Tracy Hudson, is facing charges of failure to report abuse by a mandatory reporter and simple assault against a minor, both misdemeanors, according to the release. The sheriff's office did not specify which of the women wore the mask or exactly what role each of them is accused of playing. Ah. <sighs> uh. So let me tell you an experience I had as a child. My dad, one of his sisters, lived in Linstead. Um, what's that area called? Rose Hall, right? So it's right off the highway. I'm making a bunch of noise here as so I'm moving some things around. I'm sorry. I remember going, us going to look for her was a family dinner as a matter of fact um her neighbor i'll never forget him so as when you drive into their neighborhood everybody has these huge yards filled with orange trees it's as though you're driving through an orange orchard right so my parents know the neighbor so they decide okay let's stop and say hi and then we'll continue on and I remember the man, very fair-skinned man, heavily bearded face. You could, you know how some men bear up them face, you can't hide to see them face at all, just the eyes, the nose, you can't even see their lips, right? And his hair was orange. He was a ginger. Yeah. I don't know if that's a right, good term to use. Please forgive me if it offends anyone, right? Um, but... I remember him putting his head through the window of the vehicle and, ah, oh my gosh, I went crazy. I screamed, 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 and I'll never forget. And I must have been about five or six years old at the time when that happened to me. I will 
never forget. Never. We cannot, you know what, let me rephrase. Let me stop right there. Yes, Sunette, it is emotional scarring. Traumatized those children for life, and that is terrible. Some of us might look at it and say, well, don't they celebrate Halloween? Don't they go to people's houses and don't they dress up in costumes and that sort of thing? Yes, they celebrate Halloween. Yes, people dress up in costumes. But it's the constant scaring. And if you put on a costume and the child starts to scream or cry, take it off right away. Do not taunt that child. Don't do it. Whilst I like a man with a beard to this day, whilst I like a man with a beard, hear me right, I don't like a man where I can't see his face. It brings back the memory. Of what happened to me as a child. Okay. That's, that's, that's just me. I don't know. How y'all feel. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Let me keep my mouth shut. Listen. I'm human. And I'm trying. I'm really trying. How you... Let me stop. Let, let me let me send a message in the back channel. Let me, let me I think it's a block. I think it's a block and unfollow. And I'm I'm right. I'm on the edge of that. Oh, right you now. got it too. Block and unfollow. I you, mean, hello. You got it too, Sinead? Read, read okay. the hallway. Yes, ma'am. Read the hallway. It's gonna be a block and unfollow very very soon. You know what? It's right now. I'm done. Yeah. Pause. Yeah, I'm done. Pause too. I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. It's annoying. It's annoying AF. So there we go. Do that. I can't, I can't take it anymore. And I got to, um, I have to, I have to, I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. But there's only so much. I'm human. And there's only so much I can take. Only so much I, I can take. After a while, I, I'm either going to cuss your ass out, which I'm trying my best not to do. Really, I'm trying. According to Rosolo, the hood me, I will not bring it out. <laughs> but there's only so much I can tolerate. I'm sorry. Bear with me, please. Please, please bear with me. Oh, Lord have mercy. I don't like people aggravate me. I don't like people draw me out. I don't like people take me out of character. I really don't like it. I don't like it. Um, the first step, first step is unfollow. I will see if it if anything happens again, it's gonna be blocked. I'll be a little bit gentler with my first thought. Unfollowed. That means you cannot be pinged. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah. All right. I've done that. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry, folks. I do apologize. I do apologize. And I guess I am 
emotional when you, I'm thinking about these kids and then remembering what I went through as a child, that experience that will live from, with me forever. Do not let anybody taunt your kids. Don't say to your kids, it's okay, it's just a costume because you don't know the emotional damage it's going to do. And my dad went in on that man for doing what he did. Never went back to his house, never spoke. To, uh, yeah, never spoke to him again quite. Oh, my father, you're crossing. He might get a basket for carry water. Straight. So when it comes to his family, don't mess with his family. Straight. Basket for carry water. He, he cut. I thought I was quick with the cutoff. His cutoff game real tight. But if someone does something like that to your child and you're in their presence, stop them. If the child is laughing and is okay with it, that's fine. But if that child makes up their face or starts crying or screaming, stop. Right away. No saying, no baby, it's just a costume. It's just a costume. No, 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 don't, don't do it. Okay. Those were stories out of North America. Um, coming up after the break, we have business and tech news. Keep it locked. DJ Khaled, we the best. Who? We? We, we the best, the runners, I represent the ghetto across the world, and you represent the hood, two hands in the sky, I'm so listen, I got my pants below my waist and I never dance when I'm in this place, cause you and your man is planning to hate, I'm so hood, and I got these goals up in my mouth, if you get closer to my house then you know what I'm talking about, I'm out the hood, and if you feel me put your hands up, You not from here, you can walk it out And you not hood if you don't know what I'm talking about Everybody want a mother, you know why I dress so fly, sit so high I do it for the hood I do it cause I could Heavy stars in my jeans, please Full X in my white tee Living life like a G, that's why these Wanna fight me But I ain't gonna play with them Rather than the AK hit them Talk, get ripped up And put on ice for the rest of their life I'm straight out the hood, bruh that's who I do it for And my low-class ghetto world Yes, you knew my ghetto past yeah, I wear my pants below my waist And I never dance when I'm in this place Cause you and your man is planning to hate I'm so hood And I got these goals up in my mouth If you get closer to my house Then you know what I'm talking about I'm about the hood Distribution, 
I'm like Atlantic. I got them pretty things flying across the Atlantic. I know Pablo, Pablo, Noriega, the real Noriega. He owe me a hundred favors. I ain't petty player. We buy the whole thing. See, most of my homies hustle. They still do their thing. My roof back, roof back. My money ride. I'm on the pedal. Show you what I'm running like. When they snatch black, I cry for a hundred nights. He got a hundred bodies serving a hundred lights. Every day I'm hustling. 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 Every day I'm. Every day I'm. We never steal cars, but we deal hard. Whip it real hard. Whip it, whip it real hard. I call the charge. I call the charge. Whip it real hard. Whip it, whip it real hard. Ain't about no funny stuff. Still flipping them chickens. I'm on my money stuff. Still whipping them Benzes. Major league. Who catching because I'm pitching? Jose Canseco just snitching because he finish. I feed them steroids to strengthen up all my chickens. They flying over Pacifics to be specific. Triple C's, you know it's fact. We holdin' sex, so they can go on rap. Run and tell them that. Mo cars, mo o's, mo clothes, mo blow. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm hustling. Time to spend my thrills, custom spinning wheels. I ain't drove in a week, them just did a spinning steel. Talk about me, cause these suckers scared to talk about me. Killers talking about me, it ain't no talk about me, it ain't no walking around me. See all these killers around me, lot of drug dealing around me, going down in dead county. Don't talk no 22, Magnum cost me 22, sat it on a 22, birds go for 22. Lil' mama super thin, she say she 22, she seen them 22, we in room 222. I touch work like I'm convertible birth, birth. I got distribution so I'm converting the work. Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening online on JohnnoRadio.com. And of course, I got to give a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments with Me Media. Let me say that right. Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. You can also find me on TikTok at Moments with Me Media. And the me and everything is MI. TGIF. What can I say? We made it through the week. It's a beautiful 71, cold 71 degrees here where I am in sunny South Florida, Miami. Yeah, in the MIA 305, Dave Gannon. Now, let me, let me clear something up, right? Um, let, let me clear something up. Hold, hold on. Where, where are my Florida folks at? Outada. Um, oh, Dre was here earlier, but yeah. You know, you and you know if you're from Dade County, you're not 
from Miami. Miami and Dade County are two different places. And let's break it down a little more. <laughs> Give y'all a lesson in Miami now, right? You got Dade County. You got 305. Okay, when you talk about that, you talking about pork and beans, Overtown, Liberty City, Carroll City. Um, what's the other one? <laughs> okay, that's one part of Miami. Then, you have Opalaka. Opalaka, Hialeah. Hialeah. Okay, come through, Rose. Little Haiti. Little Haiti, Little Havana. Then, you got Kendall. Don't you ever mistake Kendall for Homestead. You straight get disrespected. So, you got Kendall. You got Homestead. <laughs> you got Daedalyn. You got Coral Gables. You got... <laughs> Let me tell you something. So, when people say Miami, you got to be specific what part, what, what you're talking about. Don't just say, oh, I'm from Miami. Mm -mm. Where you reside. <laughs> All right. And if you are not from Pork and Beans or you're not from Little, um, what you call it, Liberty City or Carroll City or any of the, the hoods, stay out them hoods because they know you ain't from the hood. You ain't from Opalaka? Stay out Opalaka. Or if you're going in these places, make sure you can, uh, what you call it? What's the word that l lizards do um, when they take on their environment? Oh my gosh, when they change the color of their skin. Camouflage. Camouflage. Be a chameleon. That's what I'm talking about. You cannot go into Opalaka being all prissy, bougie, and all of that, right? You got to act hood. Because <laughs> they know you ain't from around there. You got to put on your um, Carisha and, you know, them city girls accent. <laughs> you can't go in there talking like you all educated. Oh, <laughs> no, baby. They don't know nothing that about that moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> What's popping? <laughs> Let go. <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about that life. Let me tell you something. There are different parts of Miami. Know where you're going before you go. Similar to the 954. Don't get it twisted up there either. Similar to the 954. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> Whew, gotta, uh, let me tell you something. Um, Just speaking as a south floridian let me put it that way oh yeah if you ain't from south florida don't tell us you're from south florida knowing you damn well live in orlando <laughs> don't don't do that or jacksonville or jacksonville yeah. talk about you <laughs> man get the hell out of here with that mess yes, <laughs> what you said what do you we are third words you no, for real, for real. No. Miami's a whole vibe. I mean, we crazy down here. Don't get it twisted. We we kind of crazy. We different. We different. Down South Florida here. starts after West Palm Beach. After West Palm Beach. That's right. Remember we did the map, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you say South Florida start after West Palm? 
after yeah. West Palm. Yes. Oh man, y'all dissing yeah. West Palm like that? Yeah, y- y'all think, yeah, yeah, because y'all think y'all that up there when y'all. Nah, nah, I'm I, I'm Broward. I'm I'm Broward. I'm not West Palm. Oh, you nine five four. Nine five four. Lord of Hill, Deep Side, Deep Side, Shallow Side. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, Who's from deep side. That's the yachty side. <laughs> deep side. Fifty six. Okay. Hey, I, I have a oh, fifty six here too. All <laughs> right, there you go, there you go. You know, I, I did the whole Coral thing. Spring thing, but it's Lot of Hill for real, though. <laughs> uh, you know it. Oh boy, yep. It's a whole vibe down here. Believe it or not, so living. So I live in Kendall. When you go up. To Lauder Hill. They know you don't live there. They know you don't live there. So. Step into the Walmart. You know that Walmart on the corner of um, Oakland Park and um, 441? Oh yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad as the one on 441 in Oakland though. That's the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Oakland and 441 on the corner. Oh, I the, thought you said the original was University. The original yeah, was yeah. University in Oakland. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's the original. Yeah. Yep. And they used to have an Albertsons there too, right? Oh, well, y'all. That was know. a little further up. You all don't know nothing about it. But anyway, sure. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. I went into um the Walmart right there in Oakland and four forty one. Let me tell you something. I felt like fish out of damn water. Everybody looking at you. And I'm like, hold up, something wrong with me? So Marlon says, they know you're not from around here. They know. So they, they're going to look at you. But I'm like, there's nothing special. I, I, I look homeless as usual. It don't matter. They know. <laughs> Bougie. No, I am not. I, O'Neill, you don't. R- Rosola, tell O'Neill about me, though, please. <laughs> please tell O'Neill about me. Wait, I missed it. What he said, you're bougie? Yes. Well, uh, I mean, well. it's that bad and bougie type of thing. It's the bad and bougie type of thing. Yeah, moments not dressing up for the anybody. So if that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Jeans on t-shirt, sweats. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not yeah, the clothes that me you know. It's a what? You are bougie. Oh, get a pass today because of the PTR. Yeah, he gets a pass today. The PTR saving him. I didn't hear the PTR saving him. So, no, she's bougie. I'm not bougie. You are. I need to go check myself. (laughs) Yeah, you are bougie. But it's bad and bougie. It's it's a mix. I mean, you you what are you playing right now? Miami, every day I'm hustling. Every That's day your I'm music. hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. I think hustling. the problem is it's hard for people to try to understand you. Because, you know, you come on and I'm running with me. And do you do with my father? And then here you come on our Friday. Every day I'm hustling. Every day. Of course, of course, O'Neill's going to be kind of confused. Yeah. She's Bougetto. She's Bougetto. Bougetto. I like that. Spell that you for like me, because I'm going to put it on a t-shirt, Bugetto. <laughs> I'm, I'm a city girl at heart. <laughs> you are a country girl, stop I'm lying. a country girl, too. <laughs> you sound confused. 
I am confused. Oh, I love it. I love it. At least, I, 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 let me tell you something. I'm bougie when I need to be, and I can be ghetto when I need to be. A friend told me one time, moments, we can go from the Gaza to the Gala. Easily. Period. That's how it works. Period. Easily. Period. You can go from the Gaza to the Gala. That's it. That's how we move. Yep. That's it. For real. I know my mother has looked at me and like, Lord knows I tried with you. I had a friend tell me just, just this week too. She said, you know something? In another life, I see you in your flip-flops, up and down Princess Street in a Jamaica with an ice pick in your hand. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, is it that bad? She's like, yeah, I don't think you realize. You switch real quick. It depends. It really depends. Right, Rosolo? <laughs> I do see you walking down you know, with an ice pick. I, I think I prevented several of those moments when we were children. Yes, children, you did. Children, you guys. Yeah. Children. Yeah, you did. I think she was seven and eight, wanting to kill people. No, I was, probably, no I was probably about nine. Yeah. I think I was no. nine Yeah, when I almost killed that girl. Yeah. Oh, it was nine when you yeah. almost killed her. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I missed the year. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. They called me out of class and everything. Go get your cousin. Yeah. 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 You know, when I was, um, I want to say in early nineties. Yeah. I almost did it again. <laughs> I'm confessing my sins. I really am confessing my sins. I'm not confess, ma'am. I'm, I'm not doing that. There's several allegedly between me and Shelly. Yeah, there are several yeah, allegedly. Several. Several mm -hmm. allegedly. Sorry. Yeah, I remember one time, allegedly. You know, let me, let, let me okay, I'm going to let you all know who I am just stop a little it, bit. Stop it. I'm going to let you all know who I am a little bit, right? So when I say pray with me, don't play with me, I mean it. <laughs> so there was this guy I was talking to once. And... Let me tell you something. You see, when you see some woman bitter when it comes to man, don't don't question why. But I, I, you know, my heart has been softened. I'm not hardened anymore. But this man I was talking to, <clears throat> the man married and have a whole family, and I did not know. I did not know. Right. I found out. How did I find out? He was taking me to work one day and I happened to open the glove compartment. It was a Nissan pickup truck, white. Opened the glove compartment of that and I saw a document with the woman's name. And I'm like, who is this? The man grabbed the something with an answer fast. Trust me. Not even lightning move quick, so. And of course, an argument ensued. So, of course, my cutoff game went in high gear and I cut him off. But he would keep coming to the townhouse that I lived at in Kingston. So I had to call my cousins, one of my cousins and his friends. Now, these guys walk with bullets for their pendants on their chains. Don't play with them. They always got one on them. So they came got rid of him 
but he would keep taunting. So another friend of one of my, my one of my cousin's thought, friends, huh? What is that on you? Bullets and got rid of him. No, <laughs> they got rid of him. He he's alive. He's still alive. So um, got rid of him. He's got him to leave. So he would continue taunting. So one of their friends now, <laughs> this man don't play. He said, "Okay, so how you want us to take care of this?" <laughs> Cause, you know, like bag him up <laughs> as as cool and calm as anything. Bag him up. He's like, you sure? But thank God, God spoke to me. Called him. I said, you know something? Low him. Make him go on. Leave people alone, folks. Leave people alone. Men, if you're married, tell the woman that you're pursuing, that you're married. Let her make the choice to be with you. You can't take a woman's emotions and play with them. Get her all, all into you, knowing that you're lying to her. Let her make that decision. Because you see, when a woman get crazy, y'all caused it, man. Y'all caused it. I don't need to stop it. But thank God I came to my senses. Because possibly he'd be dead. I'd probably be in jail or dead myself. I don't know. But think carefully about the things you're going to do to someone, how it's going to affect someone's life. And at the same time, we have to know how to exercise self-control and not retaliate and not take out vengeance and, and not into this take on retribution and karma on our own. It will, whatever is to reach them, we'll reach them eventually. But, yeah, that's my confessional moment. Those were my days. <laughs> I'm a changed person. What I say? Every saint was once a sinner. We all have a past. I got mine for sure. The real Dan Dada. <laughs> And this is why we have to be so careful when we pass judgment on others, right? Because many a times I will read something and then I have to snap back and say, oh, don't judge the person because remember. And the truth is you don't know what you will do if you're in the person's situation. You really don't know. I think we all, and if you have never experienced it, I, I will say to you, kudos and i don't want you to experience it either but i will say this we all have a moment of temporary insanity whether you want to admit it or not we all have that moment where we go off in our minds and we have to snap our fingers and bring ourselves back real quick and that is why people who own guns, you have to have some serious self-control. Because pulling a trigger is easy to do. Very easy. It solves the problem quickly. A gun is not a reason to just eliminate a person, folks. It's not the 
first resort. It's not the go-to. You don't want to have a conversation. You don't want to hash it out. So just kill person. No, don't do that. Self-control. But remember, we all have a moment of temporary insanity where we snap real quick. But we got to know how to bring ourselves back. And if you can't, if you find yourself in a situation where you are tempted or in wanting to do something, reach out to somebody you can trust and say, hey, I know I've done it with Ro Rosolo where I've called him like, listen, yada, 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 yada. And by the time I get it out, I feel better. I feel way better. I scream it out. I yell it out. I shout it out. I cuss it out. But I feel better afterwards. Have that person that you can call or go to to help de-escalate you. And that's all I'm going to say. That's my keep it real moment. <laughs> Lord, I'm just making a know a little bit more about me. But, but that's it. I'm human. And I, I let's see, you must confess your sins. I think I already peeped that moment. And I've only known you for maybe a year. <laughs> you peeped it and said nothing. what they say uh like minds like we, we run right <laughs> yeah we, we kind of run together right yeah. right yeah i went gun shopping on saturday oh okay let me go leave it alone <laughs> okay we're gonna leave it alone <laughs> but for real for real though folks um be careful be careful. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your mental state. It's important, right? Your mental well-being. Ralph Lauren apologizes after Mexico indigenous plagiarism claim. <laughs> this is funny. You know I'm laughing? Didn't we talk about Louis Vuitton the other day and Versace a couple weeks back? Yeah, we did. Ralph Lauren has apologized for selling an item which allegedly copied Mexican indigenous designs. The U.S. fashion chain was accused of plagiarism by the wife of the country's president, Beatriz Gutierrez, as well as a culture minister. Mexico has aimed similar complaints at other big brands in recent years. Ralph Lauren said it was surprised to see the garment in question still on sale, having issued a stern directive months previously to remove it. In a statement, the clothing company said it was working to find out how the product ended up on the sales floor and that it was deeply sorry this happened. News agency Reuters reported that it found the same item selling online for hundreds of dollars. In her Instagram post, Miss Gutierrez shared an image of a long garment which featured stripes and patterns and hung in a shop sporting a Ralph Lauren label. She asserted the brand was fond of designs inspired by indigenous textile traditions, but she added copying these patterns was a matter of plagiarism, which she described as illegal and immoral. Ms. Gutierrez, a writer and researcher, said this particular item appropriated the design of garments worn by the Contla and Saltillo people and called for compensation for indigenous communities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But remember we spoke um a couple weeks or a couple months ago about the Versace sign, the not the lion face, you know, the um hieroglyphic looking thing that they put on their scarves and a lot of their fabrics. We spoke about them. We also spoke about um said Versace and what's the other one I just called the name? I'm having a blank moment. See my sins catching up with me. Um I just said it. It's Versace. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton, the star-looking symbol. It's from a tribe in Africa. So too is the Versace symbol. Can we have all of them stop using these things? Because it is um, cultural appropriation. It is plagiarism. And the funds you have made, how about y'all turn that over to these tribes? Oh, they're not going to want to do that. Well, can they be asked to stop? Because they have taken a logo, or I'm sorry, they have taken a symbol from a tribe and they have trademarked it. Is that right? Is that right? If we confront them now, what, what are they going to say? They didn't know. Oh, it might look like it, but it's not it. A stop needs to be put to it. And anybody looking to get into fashion and any design you're thinking of using, especially if it you see it in the history books, be careful how you move forward. Right? I'm looking at a picture of a, a, a coat or a jacket, clearly, clearly appropriation, cultural appropriation. Well, I will say good job. Um, what's his name? The owner of Ralph Lauren for wanting to do the right thing, seeing to it that um, they're removed. Yeah. But the people who work for you, I guess they didn't get the memo that it should not have been up. And they're selling it anyway. Up for the challenge? Check out these unique travel experiences around the world. For those who travel to experience adventure, this piece is for you. While many people travel to eat, sightsee, and relax, some travel to live closer to the edge and mark off items on their bucket list. Adventure awaits around the world, whether you want to ski down an Aspen slope or climb Mount Everest. The, the list of things to do is countless. So who is willing to try this one? Or if you've tried it, please let us know and let us know what the experience was like. Dinner in the sky. Has anyone done that? No? Okay. Ah. Uh, I don't know if it's something I'd want to. Try. If you mean the stairs tower in um, the tower in um, Seattle on that spinning table, yeah, sure. But that's as high as I'm going. Okay, well, this one. Um, more than sixty countries across five continents have have participated in the in the experience so guests will enjoy a dinner made by some of the world's best chefs while being anchored fifty meters high. 
Um, so it looks as though you're, you know, those ro when you go to the amusement parks and you see those rides that are, um, oh my gosh, how, how best do I describe them now? Let me, you know, why am I beating up myself? Let me do this. Let me do this so y'all can look at the, the picture and, but I need to be able to describe it. So the online listeners will be able to hear and get an idea. So you're suspended in the air. Let me put it that way. You're suspended up in the air. It looks as though a crane lifts you all the way up. You have these four, um, what you call it, connectors, cables that are holding you up. And those cables are connected to the crane looking thing. You're sitting on a chair and it, around, a, around an oblong table table is oblong in the middle are the servers um your feet are dangling <laughs> your feet are dangling you have a beautiful view of the city but i don't know if it's something i won't run want to risk if i want to use the bathroom what happens <laughs> i'm actually seeing that moment and for me I think that I would drop my fork and it'll be over. It, it's very scary looking. It reminds me of the Batman ride in Great Adventure where your feet is just hanging. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I think that's the Batman ride. But once I drop my fork, it would be over. Yeah, I I'm sorry. I think they would have to pull you in. They would have to pull everybody in for you to go to the bathroom. Because if I need to go, I need to go. I'm just wondering how that works. Spell article for me. I can't spell article. I'm stuck. A-R-T-I. Okay, I got it. <laughs> you ever have those moments when you're spelling something and then all of a sudden you just go blank? <laughs> Is that a senior moment? Okay, I'm just playing with you today. My sins, I'm I feeling much better. Can you tell? Yes, you are. Muscins, muscins, Javet, muscins, muscins, catching up with us. We all have to um, back <laughs> out for our sins, right? Okay, the other one swim the Great Barrier Reef. That's in Queensland, Australia. It stretches more than 1,600 miles and has more than 1,500 species of fish and can be seen from outer space. Unfortunately, it has been rapidly eroding due to coral bleaching and global warming. So, anybody want to do that one? The Great Barrier Reef? Nobody want to go with me? Okay. All right. Next, take a hot air balloon ride in Turkey. Has anyone ever gone in a hot air balloon? No, but I'll do that one with you. <laughs> I guess you're going alone because I ain't going. <laughs> Again, they have my tube up there. <laughs> because if my nerves take me and I need to pee, what the hell do I do? Huh? What do I do? <laughs> You notice my concern is where's the restroom? Yes. When I need to pee, I need to pee. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just letting y'all know the truth. Today's Keep It Real Friday. <laughs> real, real. If I gotta go, I gotta go. Yep. 
believe yourself. You can't be laughing like that. Okay, next one. This one I will do, uh, Javette. This one I will do. The um, African Safari. I will definitely do that. I would love to be out there in the wild, in the open, looking at nature, real and raw. The only thing, though, I want to do it with no clothes. Real nature, right? If you're going to be a part of nature, be a part of nature. That's a hot air balloon, right? No, the South That's Africa. This, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, the African safari, where I'm looking at the elephants and the antelopes and the cheetahs. There's a lot of insects out there. It's gonna bite those. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on, bug spray, bug spray, bug spray. But let me ask you a question. And this is something I've thought about. Um, not to digress, but just a little bit. So we look at people in their carnival costumes, whether in Brazil or in Trinidad or in or any East Caribbean island or um, Jamaica. We just recently had the Miami Carnival. There is uh, the carnival up in Toronto, Caribana. You know, the various parades and people are scantily dressed. Why do we turn up our noses and scoff at them for dressing that way? When the truth is there are tribes in Africa who don't wear anything. Why are we doing that? Why aren't we allowed to revel scantily clad? I think it's a hypocrisy. I, it's, I really don't think, I mean, it's just the fact that you're scantily clad. The Arawaks who still walk naked, they say African tribes walk naked, back to nature. But I think it's a hypocrisy of some of the same people who dress scantily would turn their nose up at somebody who's in a strip club or somebody in an inner city that dressed just as scantily in a different setting. Mm -hmm. So I think hypocrisy than um, being judgmental of them in their pure state. The, some of these people who are scantily dressed at carnival time, outside of that day, would turn their nose up on somebody else that's scantily dressed. Okay. So I, think, I think that's what it is, the hypocrisy. Yeah, we are hypocrites, aren't we? We are, <laughs> you know, because here's the thing, O'Neill, and, and I'm saying we are because I will dress like that, okay, and then I'll be in the mall and you see somebody walking in front of you in a pair of jean shorts and their butt cheeks are out. And the first thing I say in my mind is, them can't put on some clothes. Forgetting that um you used to do that okay <laughs> so why do we do that what's wrong with us showing our bodies that's how we work we were not designed to be in clothing it, you know we weren't designed to be in clothing but things happened now we're wearing clothing fully covered and we're writing rules on what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and you don't wear garments that will hug you too much. And as I'm saying that, so I was having a conversation with Rosolo with the dress that, about the dress that Sherry Lee Ralph wore to when she was getting her um, award on Hero's Day. 
beautiful color, beautiful style, but she missed the mark. And she missed the mark based on how we have been socialized, right? And here's what, what I'm explaining. You are taught that if you're wearing a dress, that especially if something is going to hug you, we should not see the lines of your underwear. And unfortunately, as I saw the video of her walking up the ramp to receive her award, I lost focus. I, I, I shifted my focus, sorry, from the fact that she was getting her award for all the work that she had done, the beautiful dress, to just watching as she walked, the panty line showing. And I was like, nobody didn't told get her. Huh? <laughs> I didn't get the memo that in Jamaica you don't wear underwear. Right? So, um, hold on one second. I have a message in the chat here. Kay is saying, is my sound not working or are people not talking? Okay, I'm not sure. Y'all are hearing everybody else, right? We're hearing each other? Yes. Okay, good. You're All the right. only one talking. Okay. <laughs> um, it's no, O'Neill. Well, you can go that route, but. You wear underwear that's seamless or that doesn't show a, a panty line. So I went to an all-girls school and there were rules. You don't wear a black slip under a white dress. You don't, you know, and the list goes on. There are certain things, do's and don'ts. When you're wearing a sleeveless or a tank top or a tube top, um, you wear a bra that we can't see the straps. If, you know, so you'll see some people. I think Britney Spears made it very popular for us to be wearing tank tops and you're seeing the bra straps. I don't like seeing it. I hate it. I'm not going to lie. And I guess it's because of what I've been taught, right? Um, it, to me, looking at the bra strap is like looking at a man's brief. And I hate to see a man's brief when he has his clothes on. I don't want to see your brief when we're out in the street. You ain't walking beside me. I tell you that much. Pull your pants up. I don't want to see your brief. I don't want to see your bra strap. It's how, sorry, I can't let go of that. It's how I was raised. But we hold on to that. And the, the whole time she's walking up the thing, I'm like, nobody could tell her that her underwear print out. You have this international global star. I walk up and nobody can tell her that the panty I print out. Or was it that the dress was too tight? Which was it? Because she very well could have been wearing the right underwear, but the dress was a little too tight. And then when she turned around, the part of, so she's wearing the, you, who else saw the style of the dress? But anyway, under her arm, if she was wearing a bra, all of her boob, she, she's well endowed, so all of her boob was not in the garment or in the bra, right? So you're seeing some of it bulging out near to the underarm. And I'm like, no, not another one. So I lost all, everything right there. I was no longer focused on her accomplishment. I was rather focused on how the dress was fitting 
her and her undergarments. Sad, right? All because of how we've been, what have we have been taught by our colonizers. Is it right or is it wrong? At this point, honestly, is it right or is it wrong? And it leads to a greater question. We talk about letting go of our colonizers and breaking away from the monarchy. But are we truly ready to break away from the monarchy? And what does that look like? Will that entail shedding and getting rid of every single thing? And when I say everything, I mean everything. Are we ready for that? We cast judgment on people because of what we've been taught, right? And a lot of what we've been taught stems from what? What has been handed down to us? By whom? The colonizers. Rules are written as to how men should dress and women should dress and how we should sit and how we should talk and how, how we um, etiquette and this and that. Another thing that irks me, because I do events, event design um, consultations. So, you know, sometimes you're looking at these gorgeous designs that the event planners work hard to put together, whether they do it themselves or they hire um, others to do the work. And I'm looking at these beautiful arrangements on tables and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I can't believe you all just did that. I can't see the person sitting across from me at the table. I can't. Why? Why was it tripping me out? And every time I see it, it's like scratching nails on a chalkboard because of how we've been socialized. And I'm screaming at the picture or the video like these people can hear me. I'm like, don't you know that if you're putting a, an arrangement on the table, it stays low. You can't have it blocking I need to be able to have a conversation with the person across the table from me because when you have that arrangement that's blocking, you know, they have them in the center of the table and they go way up and they're elaborate. You can't see. What you're telling me is I can only speak to the person to my left or to my right. Period. How we've been socialized, isn't it? My husband will tell you this one about me. So... He's pouring me a glass of wine and he's putting it in a white wine glass. I'm having a glass of red wine. This was years ago. And I'm like, that's the wrong glass. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean that's the wrong glass? It's a white glass, right? I'm like, yes, it's a wine glass, but that's a white wine glass. I cannot drink it out of that glass. How we've been socialized. Are we ready to let go of all those things? Who taught us those things? Who taught us that a wine glass, you have to, you know, you know, a rosé glass from a white wine glass, from a red wine glass, from a, uh, and you, you can't put wine in a hurricane glass and you don't put wine in a rock glass and you don't put tequila in a rock glass, you put it in a, a shot glass. Who, who wrote all those rules and that we are following? And God forbid we walk in somewhere and we see it looking, quote unquote, wrong. We go hysterical. Who wrote those rules? Are we ready to let go of those things as we call for a separation from the monarchy? 
food for thought. Well, it's the top of the hour, one after the top of the hour. We do have a special guest, uh, courtesy of Dre. Dre um, reached out to me. He, um, I think it's his cousin, Peter Gracie, who is on the stage with us. And um, Peter Gracie is running for the southern seat for the GJDC. We are welcoming him. He is going to share with us his position in the diaspora as it relates to the southern states um, and the position he's running for, right, with the GJ, I'm having a tongue twister, GJDC, right, um, which is Global Jamaica Diaspora Council. So, um, Peter, welcome dre thank you thank you so much peter i welcome you to coffee and toe i hope this will not be your only time here i do invite you to join us be be a part of the family and visit whenever you're able to when 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 it's conducive for you and keep us up to date as to with what's going on all right so i turn the mic over to you peter welcome good morning good thank morning. you for so my name is Peter Gracie, and as you mentioned earlier, um, I'm running for the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council represent, representative for the 13 Southern United States. What is the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council? It's really a mechani mechanism geared at facilitated more effective engagement between Jamaica and the diaspora. So in reality, what it is is being an advisor to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade, uh, making recommendations and, um, and being the voice for all those Jamaicans and those of Jamaican heritage within, within the 13 southern states. Those 13 southern states includes, let me see if I can get all 13, <laughs> um, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Arizona, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, and um, Arkansas. So those are the 13 states, and it's pretty much listening to the voice of those within the diaspora and engaging those voices with the Ministry of um, Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade. It's super important because... Um, Last year alone, Jamaica, in remittances, remittances Jamaica sent over 3.3 billion U.S. dollars back to Jamaica. And, and if Jamaicans are sending all that money back, then they should have a voice. They should have um, their concerns um, heard. Um, now, I'm not saying that I'm the resolution for issues, but I'll be the, the, the vehicle that um, brings across those emotions and those those um, those concerns that we hear from the diaspora and engage the government with these local individuals through the ministry and through the consulate, working close with the consul general, working close with um, organizations, non-profits, 501c3s, um, working close with um, NGOs, non-governmental organizations, and... Um, and just bring in a more engaged diaspora um, within within itself, focused on 
preserving Jamaica's preserving Jamaica's culture and um and uplift Jamaica so we can all go back and enjoy Jamaica. You know, so that's pretty much um in a nutshell where my position what my position will entail. I mean there's a few more. You know, we can talk with um hours on it, but um that's pretty much what it is. Try to make it as clear as possible. Okay. Thank you, um, Peter. Anybody wants to go ahead ahead of me with questions? Go ahead, O'Neill. Go right ahead. Um, all right. First, first, I want to say congratulations for even offering yourself for that post. Um, and I really genuinely wish you all the best. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, um, as a recent migrant, um, very recent, and somebody who has lived in Jamaica pretty much all my life. I pretty much understand the importance of the role. Um, however, my concern is that the Jamaican government, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and governments, whether, whether it's the PMP or the GLP, we only have two political parties, have only just paid lip service to recommendations coming from the diaspora. Um, the, the remittance that is going back to Jamaica is the only reason why the country is standing up. So I know you mentioned the amount of money that goes back. Really and truly, it is the backbone of the economy. Um, it's the highest revenue earner for the country. Um, and most of our tourism dollars that we see with the majority of the tourist um, hotels, the major hotels that are in Jamaica are not Jamaican companies. So the, all the money is repatriated back to Mexico or somewhere else in the world. And even Sandals money don't stay there. You go to St. Lucia, offshore banks. Um, I, I, I do hope that the, the role... So I don't really have a question. I, I, just, I just hope that the... That they, that that somehow yourself and other members of the team and we collectively, because I'll be that we are as a part of, you know, it's a numbers game. Um, will try to force to have a little bit more leverage than just recommendations. Um, recommendations are like opinions. Somebody can either just listen to it or throw it in the garbage. Um, I'm just being blunt, um, and I and I and I do hope that we would find ways. So I think encouraging people in the diaspora to become members of the private sector association of Jamaica, become members of different institutions within Jamaica, even though you're living overseas. I think there are ways to do it, and um, make your voice be heard more than just through recommendations. So I'll land right here. Okay, thank you, Anil. Okay, can I can I let me let me respond to yes, it? Yes, please? please, please go yes, right I know, ahead. <laughs> I know it wasn't a question, but um I respect that statement because there's nothing in that statement right now that I disagree with. And the the council itself, um while they someone like me they're they're very skeptical about. <laughs> because what I've found is I've seen where the council and uh, 
and these organizations, they come together and have all these conferences and meetings and then everyone go home and everyone took pictures and posted it and said, I was here and that's it. Nothing else happened. Where are the results? You know, so I know there's a lot of changes that has to be made and some of these changes must be made constitutionally. You can't just say, we need to change this and it's changed. It's, it doesn't work like that. They're in a country. So what I've, what, I've, what I've done so far, even though I am not the official representative, as yet, I've taken it up to create a, um, a petition on change.org to start collecting signatures for Jamaicans and those of Jamaican heritage to give the, the opportunity for Jamaicans around the world, not just in the 13 southern states, but around the world under, globally to force the ministry to take it to the Senate to encourage the government of Jamaica to allow Jamaicans in the diaspora, those of Jamaica, um, born Jamaican, Jamaican heritage, the opportunity to vote in the general elections in Jamaica. Because I think, as only rightfully said, the diaspora and the remittances going back to Jamaica are the ones that holding up the country. And I strongly think that um, we should have a voice of, of voting in Jamaica general elections. Not only that, but I also believe that the diaspora representative or the council should have a seat in the Senate and so our voice can be heard because what I've seen in the past few years is that the current representatives, they take these recommendations and they take it to the minister, um, of finance, uh, minister of foreign affairs and foreign trade and then these recommendations are related back to the Senate. And I think that's, I don't think that's a really good idea the way it's been done. Because if, for instance, um, someone comes to me and say they have a concern with how many ambulances are in Jamaica or they have a concern with the crime, they don't want to go back home, but they send like $10,000 a year back to Jamaica and all that, then I should be the one relaying that message to the Senate because I understand the emotions that came from these from these individuals. If I should give it to the minister and the minister take it back to the Senate, those emotions are not going to be present. you know. And so I don't think that anything is going to get done with those type of um, communication, you know. So um, these are ways that um, I see where we can not only make recommendation, but we can force changes, you know? So um, those are some of the things that I'm working on right now to, um, to, to actually, you know, facilitate changes and um, also take recommendations from individuals and advice, you know? Right. Thank you so much for the response, Peter. Go ahead, Fabian. Yes, uh, good morning to everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Blessing to wake up to another Friday. Uh, Mr. Gracie, first of all, um, thank you for your service to our great country. Thank you for um, even running for this position. And uh, I have a couple questions that I would like to pose. 
uh, we will speak at a later time. But uh, one thing that comes to mind, Mr. Gracie, is what is a first mission? What what need? There's so many moving parts and dif different personalities and this, that, and the other. And you cannot wave this magic wand to fix everything. But what is the first thing that comes to mind that you can tackle? And then I have a follow-up question. Thank you. That's a very important question. And thank you for that question. Um, again, um, the first thing that came to mind is something that I'm actually involved in right now. I'm also founder of a 501c3 in Florida called This Is Jamaica. And what we do, um, we empower children to restore and preserve Jamaican culture through poetry, drama, and the arts. And um, I'm also a poet. And so, you know, I wrote this poem, and I have children in Jamaica doing video renditions of these poems. And so we provide scholarships with them, you know, to them, and so we can further their education. Because it is super important that we get it right, get things right from the beginning. And if we can start molding these children into thinking a certain way, we can start curving like crime and things like that in Jamaica because that's a major concern. Um, so we have to get it from the beginning, from the start. And so I believe that my piece of the puzzle begins with children and education. And so that right there, I'm already doing that. Um, the other day I... I had this event in Hollywood down in South Florida. It's called, it was called the State of the Jamaican, the Southern Jamaican Diaspora. And I had like um, the Supreme, um, Florida Supreme Court Justice, Justice Renata Francis, a Jamaican, and a few more individuals um, who came through. And what I've been seeing and understanding from that State of the Diaspora is that it's the same old news. It's the same stories. It's the same people. They, we, we've, we've, totally not engaged the younger people to bring out new ideas and and engage them within the diaspora um, um, within the within the diaspora activities I know a global Jamaica diaspora as a youth council but I don't see where the recommendations are being taken from the ministry and changes are being made I don't see that at all so with the with with the education and with engaging the young people, the first thing that stands out to me is giving everyone an equal voice because regardless if you're 16 or 17 or you're 75 or 76, the voting is what we all have as on a level playing ground. You know, that's the only thing that we have equally. And if we can get or if I can push through this initiative that I have as far as um, forcing the ministry to look into or having them change the the constitution adjusting the constitution or amending the constitution to allow jamaicans around the world to vote in the elections that's one of my major focus and i've already started that process even though i'm running so when or when or not i'm still going to push that process because i am a part of the diaspora regardless if it's if it's the um the government the government portion of representing the diaspora or it's just general folks in the communities i'm still going to be working with them to push this initiative through because i really think that we have a voice and um our voice needs to be heard we are keeping up the country 
Okay, Mr. Gracie, and as far as building, restoring trust, I believe there has been a disconnect with the diaspora um, and Jamaica. How do you start to build and restore trust uh, within us? And also, you know, we've all been a part of these diaspora conferences and, and symposiums, and one thing that really stands out to me is that there's a lot of talk but then there's no follow-up so these co these great conversations ideas die in a vacuum how can you change that thank you well um very good question um well i can facilitate facilitate um or be a vehicle for change um changes normally comes through voting uh, or uh, amendments or things like that however I have a uh, uh, this plan that I laid out that I've shared with quite a few people and um, I can send it to whosoever would like to see it it's it's a layout of a organization where where um, it's the organization first is founded on a I want to say on a spiritual platform so we understand that whatever we're doing, we're doing it for the right reasons. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be a Christian or what, whatever it is, but it's a, it's a positive platform where we invite representatives or organizations from the 13 states to be a part of this organization. And so every state, every representatives and vice presidents or NGOs or whatever who are involved, the, the, to at the end of each month or quarter or whatever we decide, we can summarize the state of the diaspora because everyone's voice is being heard at the same time. No one is being biased. So there's no tactic. And with that information, that's the information we take and we relate it back to the ministry. And so the entire states or representative will see that information is going back to the ministry. And whether or not they respond we have a group of um, individuals or organizations who are ready to say, we put this to you, you did not act, so we're going to act. And so now we can have um, just um, families, individuals, and, and organizations showing, um, seeing that we're actually pushing, and we're the ones trying to make things better, you know, and, and we, we create that trust within each other. To let them know that this is not about me and this is not about the government. It's not about a labor right or a socialist party. It's about the people. It's about the diaspora. It's about us. It's about us wanting to go home. And we're not getting anything out of it. Because remind you, this position is total voluntary. There's no pay. We don't get paid for this. You know, so I don't really have any um, any other tactic going into this other than having people to trust the work that they put me in, they put me up there for, and also to keep an open line to um, individuals and organizations um, where we can have open dialogue and and you know and present these things to the to the ministry. All right, thank you, Peter. Fabian, any follow up questions there? No, not at all. Thank you, moments, and uh, best of luck, Mr. Gracie. Thank okay. you, sir. Thank I appreciate. Thank you, Fabian. So, Peter, Go ahead, Dre. Let them know how they could contact you um, if they decide to vote, share your name with their friends, family, um, where they will find you. 
Okay, thank you. Um, so, right now, um, the ministry was supposed to put out the, um, the, the link. Everything is, first of all, everything is done online. No one has to go out anywhere to go vote. Once you are of your Jamaican or of Jamaican heritage, you can vote. Um, and you live in the 13 southern states, you can vote for, um, you can register to vote if you live in any of those states that I mentioned earlier, because I'm right here in Florida. So um, once that the, the ministry send out, send, sends out that link, each individual can go to the link and register to vote. Now, in December, November, December, they will open the, 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 the voting period where the individuals who register to vote, they, can now, they will now get that ballot in their email and they'll see the name of the candidates on the ballot and they can go ahead and vote for the, their respective candidates. Um, also, um, if you want to reach out to me right now, you can just go to petergracie.com and, um, there's a form there you can fill out. And that form is just to let us know that when the link comes out or when it's time to vote, we can remind you to go vote. Um, and that's P E T E R G R A C E Y. You can also email me at petergracie.com. Um, also, um, my my there's a there's a phone number I use if anyone should have any questions it's 954-546-1494 and I can't speak to everyone at the same time I get a lot of phone calls because I'm also a real estate broker and I'm also a poet and um and so I'm very active in the community and um so I'm quite busy at times but I try to make the time to call back as many um people as possible and um and and try to respond and try to um have a conversation um that's a quick question um what uh, well i guess it's maybe on the link but if you know what quality what quality what what questions are asked that qualify somebody to be registered is it what do you have to prove how do you prove your Jamaican-ness. It's <laughs> 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 such a thing. <laughs> um, that's one part. Let us add the next part. That's one part. And the, and the other part is... Um, oh, no, answer that part first. And that's what I have to say after. <laughs> well, how, how, do you, how do you prove that you're Jamaican? Very good question. Well, you have to show some... Either um, a naturalization um, uh, uh, certificate... Um, or a passport, or something that actually ties you in Jamaica as TRN. far as... Uh, I'm sorry? TRN qualifies? TR, yes, TRN can qualify you. I mean, oh. um, but you have to also remember, not everyone with a TRN can actually... is a Jamaican. Yeah, so it's... It, I mean, the question is important to me because... I, mean, I, really, I maybe need to go on the website and see what the database looks like. Right. Also... Also, as a candidate, you can't just throw your name in and run. You have to also um, be recommended by people within the community who know you or who know you who know who you are. So, 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 so let me just go to part two. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's a question or a statement. I was thinking, I, I'm, because I'm, I know I think this diaspora thing has existed for a while, and I, and I do believe that they have. Um, people, I know a couple of, the, I know one or two of the persons that have offered themselves for this mm -hmm. show out of LA or whatever. Um, 
My thing, though, is that this whole thing seems so dependent on the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Um, no disrespect to anybody living in Jamaica, as I said, I just live there. And I think we are some of the smartest people. But we do know that Jamaica doesn't have the most best systems, you know. Um, and with that said, um, I believe one of the things that need to be done is that collectively we should create a database that um, a secure database of Jamaicans within the diaspora, um, an ongoing database that 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 exists, not just know around the time that you want to vote or get some some people to vote, and that database could be used to actually continuously engage Jamaica. I got like a big part of the problem is that a lot of the people that live in the diaspora have no way of getting information or communicating with relevant people in the in, in, in Jamaica or or understanding the systems. So if we had a newsletter, if there's a proper database where people could be a part of, there are weekly newsletters. Um, the, 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 you know, most I get a lot of my news from Instagram when Gleena posts it on Observer, to be honest, um, which is effective because you're getting the headlines. But there's no real way for Jamaicans in the diaspora. And when I look at, I was at a conference the other day in New York, Chamber of Commerce, Business Chamber of Commerce, and when I saw the people from Bangladesh and how, you know, the contingency and how they are, how they operate, you can see a system of, of organization and information and, and, and stuff. We don't have that. And I think Critical is, even though, I mean, getting the post and, 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 and um, having that the conduit through the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, which is very political, it depends on, which, I, I know it, it really depends on which political party in power or what their agenda is. But I think if we, if we collectively, and I say we because I live here in the diaspora now, create a database and start to galvanize communication with Jamaicans in the diaspora, we'll have a more robust way in numbers that when a time like this comes, we're more effective because you'd have had, um, you could have now looked at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and say, hey, we have a database of 200,000, 300,000 Jamaicans that are active, that are getting newsletters, that are, you know, I, I, I really believe that the system as it's set right now is very rubber stampy. I know the Jamaican government use it as a PR machine. Um, so, you know, a lot of the, the systems, and I'm not really being disrespectful, it does know it's used as a public relations machine to say, oh, we're talking to the diaspora. Living in Jamaica, that you would think the engagement is higher. Living in the United States, you realize how low the engagement is in terms of Jamaicans living in the diaspora really being active. Right. And stuff like that, but then I, 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 I land right there. Um, so let me um, uh, let me just touch on. Um, so you've been to places, you've seen the, these individuals from Bangladesh, and they seem to be organized, and that's the perception. You know, sometimes perception can become reality. Now, I'm not saying they're not organized, but a lot of people from different areas sometimes look at Jamaicans and think we're very organized also, which in some aspect we are, 
but when it comes to the diaspora, I, I think that we're just all over the place. But um, as far as the registration process goes, um, not the registration, but um, the, the, the database process goes, I, I agree. I totally um, in, on, I'm in support for that. And this is why that organization that I'm putting together, it's not an organization to reinvent the wheel. It's an organization of ideas. Um, you see, Eleanor Roosevelt once said, um, small-minded people talk about people. Um, mediocre mind people discuss events and great minds discuss ideas. And I think we are, we have, I think as Jamaicans, we have great minds and we should be discussing ideas. And so this organization that I'm planning on putting together, I already have the layout. I can share it so you can see it. Um, create these type of database, create these type of activities, these type of, um, the, 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 the skill sets and the information and the, and the uh, bringing people together, um, referring people to different organizations, not going out there and try to recreate the wheel and try to create a new found organization that's already doing some work. No, we go out and we empower organizations that already exist. Not only that, but I was born in Waterhouse in Kingston and I go back to, whenever I go back to Jamaica, I go right down in very very rough area and when i go back there it just seemed like everything is worse nothing is being changed and um i was one person who liked going back there have no desire to go back there even though i would like to just go there and visit go back to my old school that i used to go to i'm very i i'm very skeptical when i go there and these things must and the only way these things can change is is by the dias the um those are in the diaspora and those of um that's made up of jamaican and jamaican heritage gets a voice in the senate and we're allowed to vote on certain issues because if not nothing is going to change so i totally i i i'm in agreement with you thank you so much anil does anyone else have any questions for pito No, someone else. Okay. All right. So, Peter, thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak with us. Thank you, Dre, for in making the introduction and bringing this awareness to us. So, I pinned the link at the top of the page. Um, the Ministry of Finance and Foreign Affairs, M F A T. When you go to that page and you scroll <laughs> down, you will see the link there for um. Let me go back to it. Let me follow the steps. I was going off memory. All right. So when you scroll down, there uh, is the option to be able to click on the website relating to um, the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council. Right. There is information there that is beneficial to us, right, that we can use. And let me... I'm, Bear with me one second here. So when you're trying to multitask at the same time. <laughs> okay, let me start over. I don't know what I clicked on. I clicked on something that has me in a totally different place, but I want to be able to walk through the steps with everyone. Um, so that okay, here we go. Start over. So you get on the website, it's Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade. When you scroll down, there is a link there for the G J 
GDC, the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council. It's going to bring you to their page, and there are different bullets that you can click on about the council, membership of the council, diagram highlighting membership of the GJD, terms of reference, election process for membership of the GJDC, and there are also some frequently asked questions that are addressed. Um, for me, as someone living in the diaspora, but who also has interest back in Jamaica, and it is my desire to move back there, God willing, in a couple of years, uh, because I do believe in my country, I do believe in my people, as rough as it may be, and as rough as it may seem, and people may say, why you go back to Jamaica for not, not dead? If everybody takes the same stance, then what will really be there? And who are we going to leave Jamaica up to? Right? So, we tend to pick and choose when we want to be Jamaican, when it benefits us. We, we don't want to go through the grueling, hard part of fixing the country. And if our money is going back to the country, we ought to have the right to say, <laughs> to have a say in what goes on in the country. I was not aware that the, of the purse, the size of the purse, as it refers to the um, remittances that go into the country. And yes, based on those figures, the diaspora is holding up the country, without a doubt. Right, And for that sizable amount to be going into the country, why isn't it then that we have better resources? Why is it then that JPS is still cutting off the lights? Why is it that water, National Water Commission sending out alerts that water pumps are broken and it's going to take weeks or months to get repaired and so they have to truck water into communities? Why is it that there are schools who lack technology or lack the proper infrastructure? And I'm sure we have those questions and many more, and we do need a voice. And I agree we need a voice in the Senate. Because we can always send messages, speak, speak to liaison officers, send emails, you know, sit down and have tea or dinner with um, elected politicians. But once we um, divulge the concerns and air our grouses and make recommendations, I think that is as far as it goes. So I am very supportive of the idea that some there needs to be a representative in the Senate. Totally on board with that. And I want it to come to fruition, but I also want it to be an effective position where the diaspora is being listened to. We complain about the brain drain. We complain about resources, human resources leaving the country. And whilst there's nothing wrong with people going abroad to study or to get some work experience, we want to know that we're able to encourage said persons to return to Jamaica, to build Jamaica, to make Jamaica better all right so i definitely appreciate that go ahead james yeah yeah this is something like i think yeah the diaspora like i don't know why jamaica you know doesn't have a, a you know represented like like it's discouraged like you know for people in the diaspora when we talk about jamaica like even apart from politicians even people on the ground will say like look 
you guys run leave your country you don't have any saying in what goes on here and to me that 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 is such a a, a close-minded way to think because jamaica can benefit tremendously from the diaspora if if they use it um properly because it's not only just like you know the the major cities across the world where you have like active um um jamaican association that that do fundraising and send back money and stuff like that because that seemed to be like the main thing that people want like the money to 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 fund for school to you know the the old boy association to keep schools going and stuff like that that is important but the the knowledge that that has been gained like from jamaicans living all over the world and it's a shame like one of the things that i i look at when i go back to jamaica you know i've been to a lot of countries in the world and every country that is considered a developed country has parks all over the country where safe space for kids to play and when i look at jamaica land of wood and water beautiful jamaica and it's a shame like you, you walk from tivoli to, to jungle to all over the country there's no parks no green space <clears throat> no green space with with basketball court or whatever for for kids to play like people when I when I was before I left Jamaica, people had to go to Emancipation Park to walk around the park to get some some exercise and get some fresh air. And it's a shame that like a country like like look at like cold countries like that 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 winter six seven months a year have green space all over for for young people to go out and play in the summertime. And the fact that Jamaica don't have that and you know a lot of jamaicans who are all over the world engineers and all of these wonderful stuff and and their their knowledge is not being used we're only looked on to, to say like okay fund the school fund um hospital do the the, the fundraising for this but i believe that the the the, the knowledge that that's gained from being all over the world can be more utilized than anything else and it's such a shame that that um, it's not happening right now. So yeah, hopefully, you know, this something like this can can encourage, um, you know, the, the diaspora like a, a closer relationship between Jamaica, the politicians, the people underground, and people in the diaspora. Thank you, James. I agree. Um, just real quick, Prezi asked the question in the chat: What is the remittance figure? Per jamaica.loopnews.com, remittance inflows to Jamaica exceed U.S. $3 billion in 2021. $3 billion. So, and just to, sorry, just to cut, not to cut you, but just yeah. to remind you, that's, that's almost $2.1 billion more than the previous year, okay. if I remember correctly. Yep. And let's convert, if you convert that to Jamaican dollars, right? So with so much money being sent there by people living in the diaspora, we ought to have a voice. We ought to be able to vote. And we should be able to go to the various embassies throughout whichever countries there is an embassy and cast our votes and they be counted. Not just... Send your money, come 
No. We're sending the money come, but we need to have a say in what happens to our country. We're not Jamaican just by blood. We're more than that. Right? So it is my hope, it is my desire that let me ask you this, um, Peter. What is the probability that a representative from the global Jamaica diaspora will be able to have a seat in the Senate? Is there that likelihood? How great is it? There is that likelihood. And let me explain why I say that. Um, the, the, the best time to begin is now. A lot of people talk about these things, but nothing happens. They go to these conferences and they say, yes, it's a good idea. And they come back, they post picture on social media. They take picture with all these celebrities and nothing happens. Zero. Nothing happens. It's a bunch of talk. The only way we can get these things moving, in my opinion, is to start using our voice, start petitioning, start signing papers saying this is what we need in the diaspora. As I said, I created that change.org um, petition for people to sign it. And once we have once we have so many votes or so many individuals since um, voicing their concerns that this is what we need, it'll start forcing people to move because then we have to get the media involved to say look we had a million people sign this thing we're sending our monies to jamaica we need a voice in the senate and if they don't move um you don't it's not like they're going to stop sending money or anything but they'll know that we're getting serious on our on our demands the likelihood of it happening um right now is very very it's i would say it's probably a 10 percent chance right now because a lot they're they've been talking about this for years and no one is moving no one is acting so it's time we start send, signing these petitions okay. and 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 putting our voice out there we need to we need a seat in the senate we need to vote or else you know we have to find some form of repercussion if um, repercussions if they're not allowing us to because as O'Neill rightfully said all these monies are going back to Jamaica and then people get paid, but then the monies are leaving the island, going to St. Lucia, going to Mexico and all these places. So nothing is ever really going to get fixed. You're just getting a paycheck and you go home and you try to support your children and all that and your families. But where's the rest of the money to build these green spaces? Right. You know, where's, where's that money going? It's leaving, the it goes in and we take credit for it, but then it goes out. You know, so so how do we fix these things? The only way we can fix these things is for all of us to come together, sign these petitions, and start demanding that we have a voice in the Senate. So let me ask you a question, Pete, um, Peter, because Jamaica, like other countries that are classified as third world countries, they are, the, the only time they listen is when you hit them where it hurts. And everybody knows you want to hit somebody where it hurts, hit them in the pockets, right? And when you're looking at the dollar figure, $3 billion in 2021, so I can only imagine what's going to happen in 2022 when we get those numbers that it's going to be astronomical, right? Because we exceeded the previous year. So we're, we're going to continue to see an acceleration, an increase in the amounts that are being dispersed and remitted to Jamaica. If they put up a fight and say, no, 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 no. Continue to be a liaison between the people living in the diaspora and the government. We don't want you in the Senate. 
are we prepared to take the stance of okay we have been doing that for the longest nothing has been happening you're trying to create a blockade so here's what we're gonna do how about we cut the money in half you're not going to get three billion you probably will see 1.5 billion or you know what you probably might see it drop to a billion how is that going to help you are we prepared to have that kind of conversation with the politicians i am prepared to have these type of conversations and let me tell you why um the current global jamaica diaspora representative for the southern union in the united states dr alan cunningham um <clears throat> i know him very well and we've started nonprofits together and i've seen where he went through he's the first actual representative for the council for the southern states and i've actually seen where there's a lot of things opinions that he voiced and he has gotten a lot of pushback but see um these individuals they have a lot of stakes in in a lot of things and what we find is um certain things they may not necessarily want to say or do but the thing with me is i'm 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 going to say it because at the end of the day we're all going to die anyways at some point you know what what is what's there what more is there the only we can do the thing we can do is is keep pushing our voices and if they say no we push it further if they say no you're not a fit for this that's fine we keep pushing because what what's the what's the worst can happen the worst can happen is there's a change people are going to hear and that's not a bad thing you know so we can't have people suppress us we can't have people censor us because if if we can't speak we will never live um, you know because we're going to have this thing bottled up inside and afraid to say i'm not afraid to speak so the thing is some of these things that i've mentioned before i've already gotten phone calls from people saying be careful what you're saying you know they may not want to <laughs> you know but guess what it's fine because if you're coming to me with be careful what you're saying it just simply means that there's a lot of politics driving this you know and i am not a politician and i'm going to speak the way i want and however i see it fit to represent the people you know to represent their voices so i'm not afraid to keep pushing it further because i know i'm not the only one and once i have two or three or more i'll tell you this there's a powerful spiritual thing going on in the midst of all of us you know so so um <clears throat> so i'm not i'm not afraid to 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 confront um you know respectively confront and demand these things but the only way we can do these things is people coming together and saying yes we're on board and signing these papers so they can see that we're coming in numbers and not just sitting back and criticizing every day you know right. so that's my encouragement you know let's get together in numbers and let's make these changes all right thank you peter neil i think you wanted to say something go right ahead i, I was just gonna say that um because i mean we've had some of these conversations on clubhouse before um the last year um what i say is <clears throat> cutting the remit i mean remittance goes through what monogram and paypal western and union and wire transfers to yeah. bank accounts <laughs> and then there's a little of independence in in, in how that works so i mean i think there are a couple of stuff one i think as diaspora people i don't know who, who lead us we need to we need to try and own a platform that the fintech digital 
banking space is one that is growing rapidly and and owning a piece of that pie where we we have a service where we encourage jamaicans to send their money on once when you own economies when you own a piece of the economy you you, you become stronger your voice becomes stronger because if we own the pipeline through which the money goes to jamaica like the, the, the Mexicans have a thing called Hola Movil and all different things that these people send their money through. Um, and the other thing, as I said before, is is us collectively as Jamaicans in the diaspora having an organization that start to purchase land and start to invest in Jamaica, um, building that bridge. And then we start to demand to have not just members in the Senate, but elect members that sit on government boards. If we have representatives that sit in on government boards, whether the person is a Jamaican, but somebody that has, somebody that comes under whatever organization we have, that's actually a voice for us on these boards. We should have a, 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 the government-owned JPS. Um, a lot of these other institutions, NHT, a lot of the corruption that's happening in Jamaica happens through the boards and um, tourist enhancement fund, JTB, we should have diaspora members at least sitting on these boards. So we're getting, you know, it, it's a whole ecosystem that needs to be developed of influence. Um, and I, and I, I go back to the point that if we are economically strong, if we're together, so the tourism industry, if you, you know, I think I think when we talk about divided, Peter, <laughs> I, I think Jamaicans are united, but then we're we're somewhat divided, and it comes down to dollars and cents. Um, if we are investing in the tourism industry, if we are if we are if we are buying up some of those beachfront properties, if we are collectively putting our money together to to build hotels and to own hotels on the island and stuff like that, then that is when you'll find that we'll have more bang in our conversation. Because the $3 billion is really independent remittance, most of it. Who's sending $50, and $100, $200? And we're not united. As a matter of fact, people who send sending remittance don't even know about your diaspora thing that you're running for. <laughs> you know, They don't know just how to support it. Because we do not have... Uh, that's not talk about the database. We don't have a collective system of educating and creating communication with the diaspora um, at its best. But I'd land there. All right. Thank you so much. Didn't expect you to be here this long, Peter. <laughs> I hope we're not infringing too much on you. No, no, no. When 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 Dre called me and said, hey, I have a platform I need to go on, I put away as much time as possible. All right. He's been such a great, he's been such a tremendous help because we went to the same high school, Jamaica College. So we have to um, support each other, you know. So right. I put away I put away some good time for you when you come. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'd like to have you until 12 o'clock in case anyone else has any questions. And you're welcome to come back. Give us updates definitely because we want to hear how this is going because I think a lot of people have got disinterested with the whole um, diaspora representation over the years because they have not seen any fruits of the the labor so to speak right so um 
and we cannot take on the mindset oh it not gonna work oh boy somebody try already and not never come out of it we have to change our outlook and the truth is many times we have to change um the way things are done you, you know you have heard this statement sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board and change up things a little bit and come again um and be more aggressive be more assertive they aggressively want the money we aggressively want our representation right so we kind of have to take on a tit-for-tat position with the government and o'neill you made some valid points we cannot just rely on the government alone and i think this is something that many of us have echoed in here each time we highlight various issues and real quick i'll let everyone know i am going to go on beyond 12 o'clock we're still going to be live on air thank you naturalist thank you uh, jano radio for allowing the time so we have to be aggressive with our approach them aggressively want our money we aggressively want results and to anil's point and this is something we have echoed here over and over again we cannot rely on the government so some people say it's not good to have a plan a plan a and a plan b just have a plan a but sometimes you have to have a plan b what will our plan b be are we prepared as the diaspora to come together and become a force to be reckoned with how so by investing in various areas within the country where we are the owners we complain about foreigners going in and taking over and buying out and government to buy up this and buy up that well guess what we have the opportunity to make that change if they're not gonna listen to me one way we come together and we get them to listen another way right because well wagoness let the truth be told we don't want to jump on board on something until we see something going in the right direction we sit everybody sit on with them hands folded so um peter thank you so much for taking up the baton um thank you for the drive and the passion and i definitely pray that you will not get tired <laughs> right you can't get tired on this one it's all or nothing right and so um i'm going to implore all of us to do our research jump on mfaft.gov you can also jump on peter's website which peter you said it is petergracie.com for information and that is p-e-t-e-r-g-r-a-c-e-y jump on his website arm yourselves with knowledge get all the information and don't hesitate to reach out and ask questions you can send peter an email peter gracie um what is it you said email at it's peter gracie peter, at gmail.com right, peter gracie at gmail.com right. so reach now, if out you go if, if they go to peter gracie.com there's not a lot of information there as yet okay because Stop what happened is no it's not not necessarily because i do so many um different um i've been involved in a f quite a few different things um i had to like you know i'm also in real estate so i have to make sure that um the real estate is still there so it's just a link when they click on it they can go in there they, you can sign up your email and stuff there but okay. again the phone number i gave you and the email address i will respond if you reach out to me i will respond okay yeah. and the, right. the, the the thing is and i know a lot of times we tend to be hesitant but if you log on to mfaft.gov.jm 
the program is legitimate the global diaspora council all right global jamaica global jamaica diaspora council thank you <laughs> right uh, you will see it under the um banner of the ministry of foreign affairs and foreign trade so we always want to give back we always want to improve we're concerned we're deeply concerned about what's happening in our country um this is our opportunity to see how we can step up and be a jamaica not just in the red i'm here with the red i'm thinking rasta colors right not in just the black gold and green but in the true essence of what it is all right um anybody else has any questions for peter or um james go right ahead yeah no i was sorry i was just gonna add one thing to note too is that not only in terms of the amount of money that you know goes back to jamaica through remittance but we have to understand that it's the most powerful money that is in jamaica because the tourism industry um was always what they say like drive the jamaica economy because you know the government need um us dollar to operate to do certain things but what's happening is that because 90 percent of the hotels or 99 percent of the hotels are not owned by jamaicans those money never make it to jamaica so like if you book a trip to jamaica um the government is not getting any any u.s dollar or any uh, you know canadian or, or or pound in jamaica to, to do any any trade they want to do internationally because those money um you you, you book expedia you book those other um travel thing and and they never make it to jamaica the only money and and with 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 the all-inclusive situation where they where they, they push people to say like go all inclusive the the u.s dollar that spent on the street is like like a drop in the bucket you know so when when we send money to jamaica there's the option for the government to get foreign dollars in their hand so that that is another power you know move that peop people in the diaspora have because you know our money is competing with with tourism but the, the the most powerful thing about our money is that the government can get, you know, the U.S. dollar, the mighty U.S. dollar from our money. But with 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 hotel, they're not getting that. So that's another power move. All right, thank you, James. Anyone else wants to make any comments? Go, Prezi. Yeah. Go ahead, Prezi. Yes, I had a question. Um, essentially, um, based on the comment about the. The global Jamaica diaspora, um, and I know that there is, and it's just a question, general question, good with the Peter, good with everybody else. But um, in terms of the, I know that there's, is it there's like a task force, I believe, is it like a crime? What is it? I'm trying to remember the exact um, task force. But I know that there's a task force within the, the global Jamaica diaspora. I'm not sure if anybody's familiar with. It. But my question is, is just, um, I guess, what is the um, actual um, I guess responsibility, or I guess what 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 kind of stakes um, does that um, specific task force in itself have within you know Jamaica's um, you know day to day operation? Just just curious to to know if anybody know or anything. Are you referring to um, there? There's a lot of different um, organization that supports the diaspora and has the name diaspora within it. 
is also one that's called the Jamaica Diaspora Task Force. Um, I can't remember the last one, but that's run by Leo Gilling in, in in South Florida. I think I think the one I'm referring to is run by is it Rupert, I believe. Okay, so that's run by Dr. Rupert Francis. Rupert Francis, correct, correct. Right, correct. which is, is a good friend of mine. Um, but the thing is, that's everyone. You know, there's a lot of unofficial diaspora. Um, organizations doing their best to get things done and everyone is everyone's doing their best because everyone start start with good intentions you know wherever it goes after that no one knows you know but um they they the, the task force i've supported him in a few things like the fallen officers when um last year i guess a couple years ago we had some some officers killed so we started to go fund me send monies to jamaica for the families things like that so that's the type of stuff that rupert does rupert dr francis also um they 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 have this conversation about the politics in jamaica you know and so with the with the with the global jamaica diaspora council it is supposed to be non-political you know so so yes, there there are other um, organizations like the Jamaica Diaspora Task Force. Um, I can't remember the last portion of it that he uses, but that's an independent organization that he created, along with others doing their own piece. Because at the end of the day, it everything every, all of us carries this little piece. It's like you have a puzzle, and everyone has a little piece, and it's for each of us to put our piece in to get one big picture. And the thing is. Um, while everyone's out there doing their own organizations and all that, that's good, that's great. But there also can be conflicts because one person may not necessarily agree with this is the way it's running or that's the way it's running or the way it should be running. And a lot of times we find this breakdown when we get that politics involved in what we're doing because now it becomes a labor right and a socialist thing, you know? And that's not the way it's supposed to be. Now, with the council putting this platform together, um, I think it's a really good thing that they did, but I think they need to be very careful of who they let in to run these things because we found that I've seen some of these other candidates that are running that were involved in other diaspora organizations. If these candidates go in, it's going to be the same old story. It's the same old story. We have to get younger people involved. We have to get young minds and young ideas to come in and say, um, and say this, this this is how we make changes. When I first heard the word diaspora, I thought it was a pill, like take a diaspora for your headache. I didn't know what it was, you know. And unfortunately, a lot of these um, organizations out there, they're not teaching people or expressing to people what the diaspora really is or really what it entails. People don't even know they're part of the diaspora. So these organizations like the one that Dr. Rupert Francis is running, while it's great, it's for a specific reason, you know? So now it's up to us to form this great organization where we can all come together. You can be a part of it. If you want to be an officer in it, on, on the board, that's fine. I encourage all of us to be on the board so we can come to the same um, uh, understanding and then push, the F, push our effort to the government. You know, so, um, yes, the task force is there and there's quite a few other ones out there that's going on, but it really has nothing to do with the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Peter. 
I appreciate your taking the time once again to come and speak with us. And we're going to wrap up now because we got to keep it moving. I am going a little later on today um, with Coffee and Tone. Normally, I'd end at 12. But um, thank you so much again, Dre, for bringing um, Peter Gracie on. Peter Gracie, ladies and gentlemen, is seeking represent to be our representative with a let me get it right the global jamaica diaspora council for more information about what the global das jamaica diaspora council is please click on the link at the top of the page for my folks on clubhouse with me if you're listening online m f a f t dot gov dot jamaica that website once well dot jm let me say it right that website again m f a f t mary frank ants frank tom dot g o v dot j m when you click on it you click on the link scroll down click on the link to the global jamaica diaspora council and there is a lot of information there that you can read upon and clearly it is endorsed i would say by the ministry of foreign affairs and foreign trade what I will let everyone know, because this is a frequently asked question, is the council an arm of the government of Jamaica? It is not an arm of the government of Jamaica. Members serve in the capacity of members of the diaspora. Um, and what we're pushing for here is for more inclusion of the diaspora. Not just taking our money, but us having a voice and the only way we can truly have a voice is to cut out the middleman and deliver the messages ourselves and by doing that we are able to demand um answers we're able to demand um results and have you know seek accountability all right um peter any closing comments yes i never refused the opportunity for closing comments <laughs> um <laughs> And, you know, my closing comments are very simple. Um, I'm here to represent the voice of the people. I, I don't have any political um, affiliation, even though we have to get involved at times, you know. When it comes to diaspora, no political affiliations. I just ask you that, um, that we can bring together people and educate them more about what's going on in Jamaica in and about in and outside of Jamaica, not just in South Florida or the Southern States, but globally. So they can want to go back and want to support Jamaica. And, um, and we get as much people as possible when it's time come to register to vote and vote. And once, once I get in there to, to do my job, my job is not going to be done without the voice of in and around the diaspora. Um, so it will be your voice. It will be everyone's here that's listening voice. And I would encourage you, if everything goes well or when everything goes well, when I start this organization, the State of the Diaspora, I hope that you guys can become board members and become involved in becoming, it's the inclusivity. It's, these things are what's important. You know, a lot of these candidates, they go in and then they, they just forget the reason why they're there in the first place. You know, so I'm inviting anyone and everyone to come on board, to come become a part of this or these organization that or this organization that will form. So it's not just my voice; it's your voice telling me what the what what to relate. 
you know, it's this, this organization should be independent of me, you know, but I would love to start it and get people in place of, of just free thinkers and people who are concerned and, and people who understand what's going on and then make those recommendations to me and I can push those recommendations to the, to the ministry. So hopefully when everything works out, all of you guys can be a part of this organization. Right. Thank you so much. And Peter, when would you say um, we're able to cast our votes? When is election going to be open? Well, right now, what we're seeing right now is um, the they were supposed to open the registration for individuals on the 18th. Uh-huh. of this month i got i called them this morning and i say hey listen i have things that i need to send out to tell people to go register what's going on i don't see i haven't seen anything and the response was um they're running a little behind but they'll get it open next week okay. you know so right away that's one failure for me you right. put hard dates out there and i'm telling people and you can't you're not meeting me halfway in, in true Jamaican fashion, right? We're in true Jamaican, days. yeah. They're working on Jamaican time, you know? Yeah, we always but, late. <laughs> but when the money show up, they take it real quick. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, but so so once they send out the link where to register vote, I'd love to share it with you guys. Come back on and talk course. about it so we can get it to hundreds of people for them to register. Of and course. then when it's time to vote, then we can remind them, this is the time to vote. And that's why the link on the website where it's a simple form, you just go and sign it up. When it's time, we can just email you and remind you. Because when they register online, they'll get the ballot in their email. And so we have to remind them to check it because it may go to spam or in their junk. Oh, okay. You know? And just let you know one more thing. This position is for three years. Yes, I noticed. Thank you for highlighting. I, I noticed mm-hmm. that as I was reading up that on the, um, the details here. Yeah. Members will serve for three years, which will allow them more time to achieve the agreed deliverables during their tenure. All right. Thank you once again, Peter, for taking the time to come and speak with us. Um, An important mission, an important task, and we will try our best to support you as best as we can. All right. Information, information, information. We're here to receive it. We're here for the knowledge. We're here for the awareness. Thank you. Dre, thank you for the introduction. Thank you, Moments. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Peter. Thanks a million again. And it is back to regular programming. Thank you, everyone, for asking questions and making your comments. We appreciate you. And thank you, everyone, for listening and pass information along. All right. So thank you. You're welcome. In sports news, Dolphins quarterback Tua says he lost consciousness when he was hit, said I could not tell what was going on. Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua is open up, opening up about losing consciousness after he was hit during a game against the Cincinnati Bengals. He said, I could not tell what was going on. The recent on-field injuries for 24-year-old Dolphin star Tua have made headlines back-to-back, even catching the attention of concussions doctor Bennett Omalu, who urged Tego to quit his football career due to the risk of damaging himself more. On Wednesday, the baller shared with reporters all he can remember from being tackled all right so dolphins host Steelers in brian flores's return to miami brian flores hasn't spoken much about the miami dolphins since joining the pittsburgh pittsburgh steelers 
in February. But when he has, he's insisted on leaving the past in the past. That, well, that might be difficult this weekend. Considering Sunday night's game will be between the Steelers and Dolphins. <laughs> and it will mark Flores' return to South Florida for the first time since he filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL and three teams shortly after the Dolphins fired him. It will also be the first game quarterback Tago will start since suffering a concussion on September 29. Marlon, are you able to speak? How you feel about him uh, going into the game so soon? In my opinion, I think it's soon. Um, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, kind of iffy, kind of loose. I think he's going to be a little scared and nervous um, because there's so many concussions over the years. So, and I believe he's going to play, but I don't think he's going to play at his best because he's going to play all nervous and don't want to get hit again, you know. So, I just have to watch and see. I know Brian Flores is going to come and try to win here. But um, it should it should be a good game. Mm-hmm. It should be. You know, but I'm really scared for him as well. I think he should have waited at least a couple more games to be a hundred percent. I don't, I don't personally don't think he's a hundred percent. But uh, we'll see how he plays on uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Watch and see. I think but, Miami's uh, gonna lose, though. I'm being honest. That's my feeling. Um, I don't know. No, I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> You're not calling the loss. We're calling Phil. And I'm not, I don't think so. It's going to be a tough one for sure. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to lose. And, you know, Brian Flores stuff. You remember You remember a couple months ago we were talking about this and it just disappeared? Yeah. <laughs> See, it just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So NFL quarterback Deshaun Watson busted for speeding following trade to Cleveland Browns. What's up with Deshaun? Um, you know what? Less than three months following his trade, the NFL player was busted in Ohio for speeding. Back in June, Watson was stopped by the Ohio State Highway Patrol, who says he was going 97 in a 70. That's not speeding. 97 in a 70? We going to speed limit while driving his G-Wagon. <laughs> I'll take that off you, Watson. The body cam footage shows the officer asking Watson if he knew how fast he was driving. Like 97, the 27-year-old QB questioned before telling the officer he had just been traded to the Browns. The officer confirmed Watson's statement, yeah, I got you at 97. Within the next few minutes, Watson received a citation and was free to leave. The case was closed on July 6th after Watson paid the $185 fine. Hold on, they don't have ticket clinics up there? You just take it to the lawyer? Pay them, what, $100 and they get rid of it for you? No tickets, no fine, no nothing. Come on. But, um, Watson, you got... What is not... 97 is not speeding when it comes to a 70 mile per hour lane. Okay, let me be quiet on that one. Okay? <laughs> speeding is speeding, folks. Don't do it. Abide by the speed limit. Don't be indisciplined. Charlotte Hornet star James Boonight found passed out with his gun on his lap 
following night of drinking. Who is he? Never heard of him. Anybody follow the Charlotte Hornets? Anybody? Zzz, nobody? Okay. All right. We don't care. The Charlotte Hornet star was arrested in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina, during the early morning hours of Sunday, October 16. He passed out inside his Mercedes-Benz AMG GT. What's up? These guys be bowling. Anyway, security guards at the parking deck spotted Boo Knights asleep behind the wheel and grew concerned when he did not wake up despite them beating on the car windows. They called the police after viewing a .4 caliber Glock 23 on the 22-year-old's lap. When police arrived, they located him still asleep in the vehicle, blocking the parking garage entrance. Police used air horns and a PA system to wake him up. The car was in drive at the time, and when he finally awoke, police reports state that he hit two patrol cars. He told a paramedic who responded to the scene that he had taken four shots of tequila, before attempting to drive home. A breathalyzer test confirmed his blood alcohol content was 0.14. He was quickly taken into custody and charged with a DWI. The following Sunday, well, following Sunday's arrest, he was released on a $2,500 bond. Question. If you're in the car and the car's... I know what y'all going to say. All right, let, let me not even go down that road. Because, but I was going to say, if you're in the car, the car is not moving. Do they still charge you with a DWI? What, because you're sitting behind the wheel? Yes, behind the wheel and the key probably is in the ignition. If you, if you take the key out. Uh, take the key out and sit in the passenger side. Yeah, no, no, you're cool, Dre. It's fine. Yeah, uh, you'll be all right. But once the key's in there, you're in the driver's seat. Yep. That's a DWI. Hmm. Okay. So, do not put the key in the ignition. Do not sit in the driver's seat. Put yourself at the back seat and lie down. So, let me ask a question. Here's a question. What if I turn the car on, have the AC running because I got to keep cool, but I'm sit sitting or lying down in the back? Is it still a DWI? I don't think We're so. We're out to order. That, yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I have to go on the driver's stairs. Where is all um, I got Where am gone? Yeah, but I, I don't think so. I think you'll be okay as long as you're not in the driver's seat. But it must be some lock, um, a, a big glass of shots he took. Four shots. Four four some of us, some of us weak, Marla. Not everybody's strong and tough. And he wasn't oh. drinking um, Tito's, right? So, yeah, he's going to get drunk yeah, real quick. Drunk. <laughs> man, that's a, that's a week. That's a, man. You say he's... he's... <laughs> Four shots. I remember those uh, things. If you have an open bottle in the car, too. If you feel, you know, so there's a lot of different. But I think if you're in the back seat of the car, mm -hmm. I, I got caught in a, sit well, in a situation in Tampa once. I mean, I was conscious enough to know that I shouldn't have stayed there in the driver's theory. But I knew the police, if the police had caught me behind there, I'd have gone to jail or something. Ooh, O'Neill, O'Neill, O'Neill. Can't have GQ in jail. But, um, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking. And probably he didn't have that salt all around that rim, rim, rim. <laughs> Try. 
you buy me a bottle of rosé. He probably didn't do the tequila the right way. He probably chugged them down back to back. A tip, folks. Eat before you drink. Have a ripe banana before you drink. Um, Yeah, that helps. Don't ask me how, but it works. Right, banana. And don't drink and drive. And do not drink and drive. And another tip. For every glass of alcohol you have, have a glass of water. You're sipping on your... And don't chug your alcohol down, right? You're sipping on... And you have those creeper drinks. Them sweet and them taste good. And then all of a sudden you can't get up. Or when you get up, you're like, whoa, what's going on? Please have water in between your drinks, okay? Survive these streets out here. Zero solo dose. Yep. Why do you think them serve Manish water? <laughs> you must have people that dance really. I get Manish water. Because it's good. Oh, did you hear the news in South Florida here about the woman who had her goat stolen? So we were watching the news and Marlon looks at me. I look at Marlon. And we're like, Cory goat. <laughs> Somebody went to that stole the woman's goat off her farm. She was crying. She was like, they didn't take the money. And we had money right here. They went specifically for my goat. I need my goat back. <laughs> and we're like, and I start singing. Ram goat liver good for back manish water. <laughs> She forgets she lives in South Florida. Heavy Caribbean community. I will love a curry goat. Lady, you're not sitting a goat there again. And Christmas has come. <laughs> Christmas has come. Yes, I had that the curry goat. I got nice whoever have it. <laughs> Them up like a bit more, it's still a little bit small. And them up, we go fat them up so they can make money. Water, make them curry goat and all these things. I'm sorry, <laughs> yes, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's either the, the goat, I go make curry goat or manage water. Thanks. Oh, Thanksgiving is coming up first, right? So it's either going to be on somebody's table <laughs> for Thanksgiving, and it's going to be real tender because it's a nice young goat, or it's going to be wicked. You're wicked. <laughs> it's going to be on somebody's. You're a naturalist. <laughs> wicked. Ram goat liver, good for make manish water. <laughs> Use the goat teeth to make Eric feel that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I can't stand you. <laughs> I am here laughing at someone's demise. This woman is. You should see her. She's going crazy. She wants her goat back. Now we're just going to see a handbag somewhere with the same goat fur. Anyway, let me stop it. Lady, you live in our, in our place where enough Caribbean people and a curry goat to a thing. We're serious about that. <laughs> Or hold on one daddy I'd probably a come up. So 
Yeah, I said tomorrow, I said, any home we going to? I started naming some specific Caribbean restaurants. I said, any home we going there? And the curry goat well, and the goat well tender. <laughs> but no, where the goat there? Oh, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> I'm sorry, lady. You're in South Florida. I go to a thing I'm down sorry. There. I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry for her. I don't either. I don't either. I'm sorry. But I'm in that mood today. As you know, what happened Yeah, we know. Javette, isn't it true that if you can survive a Caribbean household or an African household, you can survive anything? Remember, <laughs> me tell you. <sighs> the poor lady. I felt bad for her at one point, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Ping the clip on it. I can. Pindic, I want to see the lady. I, know, I, I just want to I have to go dig it up. Listen, you send me the I got to WSV and I dig it up. Yeah, no. no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm in front of the computer and I'm not working, so I'll do that. There's <laughs> a streak. Streak. You know, pay. No pay, no play, baby. I don't know what's going on, but they better figure it out. 500 employees deep. Woo, no and, pay. And the sure it's not a glitch? A, a glitch or yeah, it's it's called a glitch on their end where they're about to glitch us all out of a job they need to pay it. no no cuz um let me morning everyone morning oh no mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. prepare the others pto i'm out prepare the others <laughs> i'm out deuces the lack of respect you know what it's time for caribbean court I'm, I'm, let me behave myself All right, first up, Barber loses fight against Immigration Appeals Tribunal, story courtesy of kman.loopnews.com. A barber cosmetologist who argued that she should have been awarded more points for permanent residency has had her appeal against the Immigration Appeals Tribunal dismissed. As outlined in the judgment delivered by Honorable Mr. Justice Alistair Walters on October 17, 2022, the barber submitted an application for permanent residency on March 29, 2018. However, on October 3, 2018, she learned that her application was unsuccessful as she was only awarded 76.5 points, failing to reach the minimum 110 points required for permanent residence. It appears that the barber then tried to lodge an appeal. However, the Immigration Appeals Tribunal reportedly refused her request on the basis that she had no grounds for an appeal. The barber challenged the decision of the Immigration Appeals Tribunal, saying that mistakes in law were made in not allocating points to her for her education and financial stability. In addition, she argued that the decision of the Immigration Appeals Tribunal was unreasonable and contrary to principles of natural justice. Lady, you own a house over there? That's all I'm going to say. I hope you have a house and not paying rent. If you're paying mortgage and not paying rent, you stand a better chance. I'm just saying. Word to the wise. 
Okay, retired U.S. Army officer charged with love triangle murder in Buff Bay. A retired U.S. Army officer has been charged with murder in connection with the fatal shooting of a man in Buff Bay, Portland, Jamaica last week. The accused, Emily Lee Tracy, was charged on the weekend for the murder of 43-year-old Craig Sr., a resident of Woodstock Heights in Buff Bay. Sr. was shot dead in front of his wife on Sunday, October 9. Investigators reported that Mr. Sr. was at home with his wife and daughter when the 45-year-old retired soldier drove up to the premises and called out Mrs. Sr. The wife reportedly went to the gate and told Tracy to leave, which triggered a heated argument between the two. Mr. Sr. intervened and confronted the American, who is known to reside in Florida, about his presence at the home. It is alleged that during an exchange, the American pulled a firearm and shot Mr. Sr. in the abdomen. The injured man subsequently died. Tracy was later arrested in St. Mary. So, so it's a love triangle. Okay, <clears throat> so the wife... There with the army man, you know where they live, Buff Bay. Anyway, the wife with the army man, the man pulls up to the couple's home, whatever he want, I don't know, come Buff Bay. Um, <clears throat> the wife tells the, 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 the side man to leave. Him say, I'm not left. Buff Bay. Buff Bay. <laughs> Lord. Sorry. Forgive me, Lord. Careful with these love triangles, folks. <clears throat> Listen. <sighs> the side piece has to know their place. Exactly. Stop. Stay in your lane. Stop. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. You want to take over. Now you kill off the woman husband. She give her peace. Take the little piece and go on with it. I wonder if he was helping to maintain that home. <laughs> I wonder if he was helping to maintain that home. I'm so sorry. I wonder if he was giving her money and she wasn't giving giving him enough buff bay. I don't know. Well, which lane? <laughs> which lane? Eh? Which lane? Because he was in his lane. <laughs> no, no. He was a sideman and him got to the woman yard with her husband. Where she and her husband live? Him sent a lot of remittance money. <laughs> and he came home to have a conversation and she wrote him. Because it was wasn't, he wasn't what? on the schedule for that day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe never get me before the picture Jamaica and get for the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know your schedule. You, when you decide, you can't just pop up. You cannot you exactly. First. You have to call first. And side piece hours. Let me let me give you the hours of operation for the side piece. Thank you. Give it to them. <laughs> Thank you. I hope they're listening too. You listen, everybody. John O Radio, QMZ Radio. Everybody listen, listen. Side piece hours, Monday to Friday, nine a.m. <laughs> to 7 p.m no no the reason i said 7 p.m because some people always right because some people get off work you know right but listen no call my man phone after seven o'clock and no call your woman no call no woman phone after a certain time holidays and weekends we don't know you <laughs> 
They have to leave before the kids come home from school. <laughs> that too. That's what I'm saying. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. If you come to the house, you cannot be there after a certain time. Know your time. Know your place. And when they come, and when you see me in public, you, you don't, don't know me. me. Facts. Listen, we forgot what my school at. <laughs> Let me be myself. I can't be laughing at this tragedy. Now she lose the two man. One in jail and one dead. <laughs> she lose the two of them. So how the bills are going to pay? How the bills are going to pay? Right? Men, what say you? Should that be at the house? Outer order is being very circumspect and very moral. She should not be, he should not be at the house at all. I agree with you. I totally true, agree true. with you, Otoda. Thank you for bringing us back, checking us, right? Disrespectful. Oh, disrespectful. Yeah, never have, never at the house. Should not know where you live. See, fellas, learn. Very Listen true. And learn. Thank you, Otoda. Rules. Thank you. There are rules to the side piece thing. It's not a joke. Know your place. People lose them lives seriously. You can tell you how many people may are losing life over this. Person. Yeah. Hey, can you see because Buff Bear turn up? The man I lose him head and him won't go Buff Bear more often. No more moving <laughs> to Buff Bear. Because, but, but you see, Buff Bear wrong. Buff Bear should not have put it down like Buff Bear did. Then he wouldn't be showing up at the house. <laughs> Then no, that's not true. Say that. Buff never given the address to her house. That's yeah, the address should never have been given. Neither but address. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that good, he would find it. He would find out anyway. Let's and go. then you know you have to let that one go. Yeah, because that yeah, you gotta let him go. Yeah. Side piece. Let me tell you something. For anybody interested in living a side piece life, I'm not here to judge you. My devotion this morning. You know, every morning I do devotion, I realize I am so far off and how much work I have to do, right? So devo my devotion this morning speaks about compassion. And when you see someone suffering, even if it's their fault that they're suffering, we're not supposed to laugh and relish in their suffering. We're supposed to have compassion, right? Um, and pray for them. And I realized I have a lot of work to do on myself. It also went on to talk about not judging. Only God can judge. So I'm not here to judge anybody who want to con side piece rule. I'm not here to judge them. You have to do what you have to do to survive, right? But know the rules of the game. Know the rules of the game. And play by the rules. So... Nobody not dead and nobody not forgot jail. Everybody is happy. I'll tell you something. They probably need to legalize the poly lifestyle in Jamaica because it 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 dung there. And it dung there from Wapi kill Philip. Don't ask me who Wapi is and don't ask me who Philip is. But it dung there a long time. What do you mean? Sometimes they live right next door to each exactly. other. Exactly. I mean I, I mean Maybe the lady was trying to wean herself off the man. And um, 
you know, because sometimes people break off relationships and they don't understand that communication is as important in a relationship as when you break it off. So if she's not communicating with the man and the man fly come to Jamaica and then him nag it her up on the phone and, you know, she not, she avoid him. Chances are he figured, figured out a way to find out where she live. And I think if she told him where she lives, she's brazen. But anyway, so he figured it out. He went there, he called, and she asked him to leave because she didn't want the embarrassment. And he insisted that he not going to leave. And the husband now may be ignorant to the fact. Come out and say, where are you yard? Trying to do it to play out this one, but it's just sad. <laughs> so many ways we could play this out, right? But yeah. Rules and respect to the rules, folks. So you can end up dead or in jail. Okay. Well, not to know. <laughs> not... Okay, but I'm I just, here. I'm I here just, for this one. Go ahead. Okay. I just spent three hours in a sexual harassment uh, course. What? Total waste of my time. Yes. No, well, it's mandatory for the company. So yeah, we all have to do it. But I'm telling you, it was it was hard. <laughs> it was the hardest three hours. I did it in a course, but I don't like the term side on side, side piece. piece. No, because I really consider myself a helper. I am coming over <laughs> to fulfill a Big job that has been done. So I help her. I think is 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 a better is a better term. It's less derogatory. Like you don't want to say garbage <gasps> money. You want to say sanitation or work. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna so listen. Y'all, you guys are you guys are having fun. So I'm just putting <laughs> some facts but, out there from the men's perspective. Yeah. Naturally, I have a question. But when you say, I can't even speak. When you say helper, that, that, that remember we use the term helper in Jamaica. So now well, then we have to differentiate between which helper. We don't want any confusion. That's, that, no, that's why we want confusion. That's, <laughs> that's the point. We want confusion. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm, hold on then. Let me drink some more water. Hold on then. Naturally, I wasn't ready. I was not ready for that. I was not oh, ready for that one. I was not. I was not. Helper. Okay, we're going to call them helpers. All right. <sighs> helper. Come here, helper. <laughs> There's an update. Oh, my gosh. No. Well, sometimes a genuine, a genuine case of helping, though. Some people really need help. And they have some people who they have to know their place. They help the person to maintain their relationship at home. So I agree with that, Alice. You know, I want to talk. Amen. I, I want to talk about this because not today, but on days after dark, because um, yeah, some some relationships do need help. Not gonna lie. Let, let me just leave that there for now. But anyway, next story. There's an update. Three held re the on camera murder of the Chinese businessman in Hanover. Head of the Police Area One Network, Assistant Commissioner of Police Clifford Chambers, is reporting that detectives in Hanover have made headway in their investigation into the murder of a supermarket operator in the parish on Wednesday, October 19. Chambers said three persons have been arrested and investigative leads indicate that more persons may have been involved. He said detectives continue to pursue those leads. Chambers is appealing to the public to support the investigation by sharing what they know with detectives. 36-year-old He Jing a shop operator of East Mountain Pride Avenue, St. Andrew, was gunned down in his supermarket in Orange Bay, Hanover, on Wednesday, October 19. The supermarket was robbed of cash, liquor, and other items. 
So I think Marlon, you were telling me that there was some more information regarding the case where, and I don't know what this blouse and skirt coming cost me on air. Lazy ass streak come from in some Jamaicans where them feel say you bust your ass open up a business or buy a business running your business them won't come as unofficial security guard tell us say you have to pay me for secure your place you know and them say when i go broken in your place you know them pay them so nobody won't broken in your place you not you decide you're not paying them because they are not security guards uh, they're just bandits really hoodlums and because you decide you're not gonna pay them a ton around kill you where did this mentality come from where you have to pay protection money to hoodlums so that your business is not broken into by the said hoodlums you said the tiny man here yeah okay yeah i don't even stop it <laughs> Go look at work. Take on a hand on fashion. There is a guy on TikTok. A Jamaican guy. He lives in... I don't know if, he, if that's where he live. I'm going to assume because he's there every night, right? And him cook. And in the thing on his live, he puts, um, please help me to buy a stove. And every night him cook and him engage with him audience, right? Well, I want to tell you, sir, people send him money and him buy the stove and him show you the stove. Take your hand on fashion people. You know, have to run, walk around and rob nobody. We spoke about the janitor a couple of weeks back who invested in himself. Yes, the money might a little bit, but it doesn't mean you're going to kill nobody for the more what them have to bust their ass for. Um... Uh, hold on a second on it. A lot of people have the mindset that because a man have money, I get to get the money. It's not always the case. Some people bust their ass for the two shilling what they have, forget and then work and then work and then work. So why you think you must just go take it from them? It's a big piece of worthlessness and laziness. And then to the people now who are sitting at home. And see these young people come home with this heap of money. You don't ask them where they get it from? You don't turn them back out with it? No. You take it. So you're telling them, yes, that are to the spoils. Go on out there again and do the same thing again. And I'm not talking about the those people who really are trying and trying and trying. But some people don't want to even try. They don't even want to try. All them want to do is live off of other people. Like them are John Crow. Because that's what John Crows do. They scavenge off others. Them just hovering in the sky. And wait. For something to drop down dead. And then they swoop in. And take up and gone. It's a John Crow mentality. Killing us down there. Go ahead O'Neill. Sorry. I had to get it off my chest. Well, no, I'm just saying that, that I'm not casting any situation on this particular story. But um, there's an alleged Chinese businessman that are involved in money laundering and cleaning up of the scammers' money. And a lot of these murders that we're seeing is stemming from the retribution of not paying over the money and them said, man, come kill you and they, they make it out to be a robbery. 
um, and I'm just hoping that this is not one of those situations. Well, that's another part of the ecosystem of crime mm. that's happening. So sad. Yeah, because it looks it look, it look very personal to me, in a sense. I mean, like, because it not even look like a... I mean, when I watch the video, it don't even look like it was a rapper, you know, so to speak. It just looked like a boy... You know, um, one it looked like it looked more like a hit. You know, so definitely him them directly come for. Um, you know, so in terms of you know, um, you know, I think I think I think that just I guess the rugby part is just a um, you know probably like a cover up. I don't know, but just based on just watching the watching the video. Yeah, it, it just looked like a direct hit, and I guess based on what Oni just said, kind of, that would kind of also make a little bit of sense in terms of, you know, what it could possibly, what the motive could essentially possibly be. Um, because, yeah, 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 as you watch the video, you can tell that directly in the comfort. So, alright. Okay, I didn't know that there was that going on where the, the Chinese are laundering the money for them. I didn't know that. Thank you for teaching me that. I learned something new today. If that is what is happening, it still does not justify them going and killing the people there. Because let us say they are laundering money for them. Let us say he was laundering money for them. Granted, he just took over the supermarket two weeks ago. Let us say that is the case. How am I going to get the money now? Explain that to me. How am I going to get the money now? I see, just understanding crime, you know, it's not retribution. Um, justice is not about recovering. So you, if you realize, okay, remember, this money is a legal gain. So if you get a man two, three million, ten million dollars, and he's supposed to clean it and put it in a bank account or whatever, and you don't get it back, the just is you can't go to the police, you can't come to court. Um, you can maybe try find him have some cash and go rob him, or his life becomes the price. So they don't, they're not thinking as like legal, legit businessmen. Oh, my kid, I'm not gonna get by the money. They're thinking, oh, that money is gone, it's lost, and the, and the price for that is your life. So it's it's just how it works in the underworld. Like you're dead. <laughs> You take my money, you play it for you, you get burned, kind of scenario. And I mean, that's justice for them. I remember these guys, if the, the money's that they have, easy come, easy go, um, they're going to go out and try and make it again and scam somebody else to get some more. It's just that psychology of you take my money, you don't give me it back, life for money. You know, they're not, it, they're not conscious like you and I was going to think of, oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know, you know, O'Neill, the Jamaican scammer them, a worthless scammer them, may I call them. They're worthless. And here's what I'm going to call them worthless. They're scam. And what they run go by? BMW. They run go by designer clothes. And where they live? You know, one shock where the roof a leak. Them not say, but they invest the money in a one house or you know or try to open up a legitimate business and them got dance and them floss may have mad respect for the scammer them in a north africa now like a them they're scammer 
they be buying yachts and investing in real estate and they will tell you they make a hundred thousand dollars a day easy scamming the there was a documentary on cnn yeah living the high life you see a lot of these yachts over there in um north africa <laughs> oh, you were yeah. on mute you, moments repeat no. everything you just said we lost you i don't know what just happened okay so i'm saying the, the, the thank you for letting me know rosolo the scammers in jamaica are what list them them what list because them take the scamming money instead of opening up a legitimate business so they no longer have to resort to the lifestyle or taking the money and put up a house them take the money run go buy bmw or whatever vehicle and gonna dance every night a floss and a buy what you call it probably all fake but designer clothes okay and i say i have mad respect for the scammers in north africa they take it to a whole nother level baby they own yachts and they own um real estate and they tell you they're bringing in a hundred thousand dollars a day easily yeah mm -hmm. put them thing turn up them smarter it, with it it's it's also maybe how the system is is structured i mean if you look now i mean it's market at scale so i mean niger is jamaica comforting niger maybe hundreds of times um, I think that's a part of it, and the other part of it too is because remember there was a demonstration two, two years ago in, in Nigeria to end SARS, which was police killing youths that look like them have like affluence, them have a, them wear a nice chain or them have a nice car. They have been targeted. Jamaica is becoming the same thing, right? Um, and I've said this, I think I've said it before if the United States government, which they do, they incarcerate many black people, but they have allowed a Jay-Z to become a billionaire knowing that his crack and coke he sell on the corner. Um, Master P, 50 Cent, and all these self-declared um, drug dealers, yes, they use music or culture, whatever, to, to, to pull themselves out of that ditch. In Jamaica, the the, 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 it's totally different. I was talking. I think I was on a conversation in a room recently, and was someone was educating me about some of the stuff that's happening, and a lot of the scammers. Um, a lot of them have businesses, Michelle. A lot of them build houses, put their mothers in. Um, but they literally walk around knowing that they they're not going to live to see tomorrow. Oh and that's wow! A part, yes, the psychology of crime in Jamaica. And that's what I think that's a missing link in solving crime in Jamaica. They're not looking at the psychology or the psychological effects. These youngsters have no hope. They have no aspiration. They don't want to live to see tomorrow. They don't think about tomorrow. They're not planning about yacht. They don't think because you can't buy a yacht in Jamaica. You're not going to get it. You're not going to build a big building downtown. And when you take the money and get to the Chinese man to clean it up so you can maybe have a route to buy a yacht in Rabio, there's no outlet for the underworld cash, right? And, and whilst, I mean, that in itself, I, I put it, I always put a scenario, if you put a, ma, if you put a mongrel dog in a one corner, he might go bite. This is a, dog and the wild is a bark but him not a bite but if back him not a corner he will bite and i think the system in jamaica 
all of these youths. I remember there was a time when they were lighting their cigarettes and then weed with five thousand US dollar, um, Jamaican dollar bills. Oh, what yes, Washing their cars with champagne. That Idiot was them. That was pre twenty thirteen. That was 2012-2013. They were washing their cars with champagne. Buying the bottles of champagne and washing their cars. The little 14-year-old bought one a $60 million house. The, the reality of the situation is a lot of these, these, these youngsters, and they have turned this whole thing of the music and this whole thing of, of alternative ways, just like when people seek alternative medicine, they're seeking alternative spirituality. So now they're running out themselves with vegetable oil and the, 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 who's making the money is a mother woman and they... If you want to get rich at Jamaica, that's going to say you're a reader. You know, <laughs> that's where the money is being channeled. Um, and then the 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 ecosystem, the buying the mark tools, them 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 just spend the money upon here do, and that's to me a big part of this perpetration of criminality is scarce benefits and spoils. And you said I'm aware, maybe fake designer or real designer. But all of that money that they have is access to cash. They have a whole ton of cash. And that alone now spurs criminality because um, it's who can fight, who's who can rob who, it's who can buy the girl the wig, it's who can do this, and that in itself becomes power. Um, the whole community not going to give you up because you feed them in some way, shape, or form. Criminality in Jamaica is now a psychology. It's not as blatant as we see it, or the shoot on a man because have two guns on the street, that not getting in crime. Until we create hope and aspiration for the youngsters, for them to see another route out, a real viable route. I can become a billionaire by going to school, having smart innovations, and there's a pipeline for me to now turn my innovation into cash. We're not going to see crime end in Jamaica. I'm done. Oh, boy. And I'm so sorry that we're running out of time. Five minutes to wrap up. Um, Psychology. That's really good. That's a, I mean, that's a good analogy. I never really, you know, yeah. look at it that way. Yeah. You know, um, it's a fair analogy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, we're going to continue this conversation next week, but I have to wrap up. There's one that I know that we're not going to have time to talk about, but I just want to bring bring it to the forefront we can think about it i'm sure you're probably going to go into other spaces where they are having the conversation you're probably going to talk amongst family members and friends um the case how the judge arrived at rasheen bennett barnett's sentence rasheen barnett the 23 year old man who killed his five cousins including a toddler will be 84 years old when he becomes eligible for parole his case, for which the sentence was handed down in the Home Circuit Court in Kingston on Thursday, sets legal precedence for sentencing other accused people convicted of multiple murders. According to the presiding judge, Justice Leighton Pusey, a number of factors were considered when handing down the judgment of five life sentences and 61 years and eight months served before he becomes eligible for parole. The sentencing hearing for the accused was concluded on September 22, where a number of reports from different agencies were compiled for the judge's consideration. On June 28, when the matter first came before the Home Circuit Court, 
Director of Public Prosecutions, Paula Llewellyn, said the prosecution would apply for the death penalty upon Barnett's conviction. Even before he got legal representation, the confessed murderer had indicated that he would plead guilty. Using the Legal Aid Act, the court provided an attorney for Barnett and ordered that a forensic psychiatric report be done. On July 28, Barnett pleaded guilty to five counts of murder, and a sentencing hearing was held on September 22. It was also at that time that the notice of the death penalty was withdrawn by Llewellyn. In withdrawing the application for the death penalty, she said it would no longer be appropriate to ask for it when the accused pleaded guilty. The DPP also asked that Barnett be sentenced on each count of murder to life imprisonment with eligibility for parole becoming an option after 60 years. At the sentencing hearing, the court considered Barnett's caution and question-and-answer statements. It also relied on information from the victim's impact statement, social inquiry report, forensic psychiatric report, and the antecedent report from the police. Justice Pusey said the circumstances under which the murders were committed, uh, their brutality, the number of victims, and the speed at which the murders were committed, rose to the level where the accused would spend some 60 years in prison before the possibility of parole. Justice Pusey said in considering the sentence, he relied on the victim's impact statement of Gwendolyn Wright McKnight, the mother and grandmother of the victims. This new development in court helps the court to understand how the crimes affect the victims. However, any recommendation about the sentencing of the accused is not binding on the court, nor would it guide the court's decision on sentencing. Bear with me one moment. Let me just go ahead and do the wrap-up, and I will be right back to um, finish up here. Oh, my gosh. Why did I, I just touched the wrong thing. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. Let me just wrap up on air. I want to say thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone and JanoRadio.com. Thank you so much for joining me here on uh, Coffee and Toe. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, or you were listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Went on a little longer today, I know. This is where I read the news and we share our views. I encourage you to go ahead and download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, Jano Radio. It is available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Take us on the go. And, of course, if you want to party 24-7, Jano Radio is the place to go. For quality music while you work or play, QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone. Log on. Yes, and keep it locked for that good music to get you through your day. QMZRadio.com I look forward to seeing you all here Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do it all over again. I ask that you all be safe, take care of yourselves, whatever you do, wherever you go. Have a wonderful rest of the day and weekend. Clubhouse, I'll be right back with you. It's
I'd probably get your daddy if your mammy wasn't clear hating. Cause I'm the baddest chick. I'm the baddest chick.